me, I love this team. I love this team. They've got wrinkles. They've got warts. They do crazy stuff, but they got heart for days. They've got heart for days. Alongside Gene Williams, the managing editor. Oh, no, he's not. He's the founder and administrator. I didn't just demote Gene Williams. No. Did I? Oh, what no. They call me Ira. What are you doing oh. there, Tom? I, I'm so used to the smashed, I guess. Uh, I'm not smashed, I promise. He's the founder and administrator of Warchant.com. His name is Gene Williams. My name is Tom Lang. This is the Warchant Game Day post-game call-in show presented and brewed up by our friends at DeLuna Coffee. What a lovable bunch, Gene. I swear, this is a team over 60 minutes that they make you yell at them, curse at them, throw stuff around your living room, maybe throw your hat at Doe Campbell Stadium. And then by the end of the night, you're like, oh, okay. Well, the final five minutes of fourth quarter, we were absolutely breezing past. What an interesting night it was. Florida State is now 7-0 and on the season. The only undefeated team left in the ACC after North Carolina fell to Virginia tonight. What? That did happen. Here they sit, Gene Williams. Uh, your thoughts on a night that had a little bit of everything, once again, for Florida State. Yeah, you said, uh, you know, they've got heart. Well, they also put a hurt in a lot of our hearts. I mean, we got I mean, the palpitations all that first half. Some of the, yeah. like you said, some of the stuff. I mean, I've got this long list of complaints that I came up with that I just was ready to rattle off here, you know, into that first half. But, you know, I should have known. We've seen this before. When they turn it on, they turn it on. There's nobody better in the country when they are at full yeah. speed, you know. And I got to look. I really got to look back at the, as bad as things were in the first half. And they're only down three points, and we got to remember a couple of individuals that do span kick return mm-hmm. and Shaheem making that incredible to the fans. The old school people know what I'm talking about. The choke and doke remind me of the James Colsey dive mm. diving interception it was very similar in my mind. It was a great play by Shaheem, and those two plays kept them. Individual plays kept FSU in the game with some very questionable play calling the fourth down again with Mike Norvell doing screwy things there and just just all around. But man, and the thing I think it's going to be a theme of the to me, Tom, is and I saw thread after thread on the Warchant Tribal Council. Why won't Jordan run? Yep. Why won't he run? He's got opportunities to run. He just keeps th- he runs outside. It's open. He throws it in completions. I think other than about whenever we got late in that third quarter, I think he had only had one rushing attempt, and that was the fourth down try. And then for two series in a row, he was the primary part of the offense running the ball. And it's kind of like Mike Norvell goes, okay, it's time to unleash our secret weapon. They're going to actually push us and force us to do this. But when you see when he runs, I don't think there's a better offense in the country. Sorry to Washington and Oregon and USC and these other teams, but they're unstoppable when he's running the football. And I understand Oh, no, I think he did have the one run. He ran the one where he slid. Yep. Uh, past, so I think he had eight runs in those last few. Um, but, I mean, when he's running, and I get it, you want to protect him. But, man, this offense is just scary. And once that happened, especially, you know, you know, they, they made too big a deal, Riley Leonard going out. But it is what it is. I mean, I think they were – the tide was starting to turn. I don't know if they complete that fourth down with uh, whether Riley's in there or not. But, you know, he put that guy out there with a bum ankle anyway. So that's on that's on Elko for doing that in the first place. I talked to a couple of medical people beforehand, and they would say they'd be surprised because he's had further risk for re-injury mm-hmm. at this stage of the recovery in a high ankle. So Mike, Echo, Mike Elko took that risk, and I think he's a great coach. I don't think he did that kid a favor by doing that. But I know the kid wanted to play in a game like this, so I understand. But it is what it is. But, hey, bottom line is Florida State, when they had to at the end, they turned on the afterburners. And they proved that they're the best team in the ACC. And that offense looked different with him than without him. I mean, it was it was quick. Yeah. I think, you know, what he realized, what Elko realized in that moment was, I'm going for the kill here. I know it's the backup quarterback. I know it's fourth down. 
But uh, I don't think we're getting back down in the red zone if if Riley's not coming off the sidelines. So this is that probably forward. was a good call. Looking in hindsight, you're right. And then credit to Florida State for making the stop and then going on a marathon drive in every sense mm-hmm. of the word, Gene. If do span or uh, spawn as uh, Chris Fowler insists on calling him <laughs> spawn, you're telling me that nobody between the LSU game and tonight walked up to Chris and said it's span. My man, it is spam. like, you know, spam, canned ham. It's like that. That's how you say it. So if that is one, you know, tide turning moment for Florida State, and it was, the next is the 14 play, 96 yard drive as he pops open. Uh, I think that's some of your Goose Island. Is that Goose right? Island. We went to the, went to the, uh, it's, I have a wine closet. I have a beer closet. So I pull out the classics when I need it. So yeah, we're going to pull out some Goose Island here. Well, one occasion to break open a Goose Island is 14 plays, 96 yards. I yeah. believe it was six minutes and 18 seconds, Gene. But in real time, I went back and looked at it because you got an injury timeout, a quarter stoppage, another injury timeout. It took just under 20 minutes of real time for Florida State to complete that touchdown drive. And on a night, Gene, in which Florida State was chasing and chasing and chasing, it was in that moment where you score a touchdown to take the lead, that everybody exhales. You realize that there is, yes, indeed, a backup quarterback that's coming off the other sideline, so you feel much better about your chances at the defensive stop. But things start to change. Your perspective about the entirety of the world, Gene, when you finally get the lead, they start to change. You make a stop, you go down, you score again, and effectively when Lawrence Toafili scores on the screen pass, nicely drawn up, nicely mm-hmm. done, the ball game is over at 31-20 to 20 at that point. And then you start to formulate all the feelings, like I said at the outset, this is not a perfect team. They're flawed. They've got, they do a lot of things that are weird. Their substitution patterns still, Gene, they drive me nuts. But who cares tonight? Not, we can worry about that tomorrow. We can worry about that on Monday. For tonight, they fought back again. And they did it again by the end of the game, last five minutes. You're wondering what your next move is. Like, I'm wondering about this Warchant Game Day postgame show. If you're inside Doke Campbell, you're saying, where are we going to celebrate? Are we going to Corner Pocket? Where are we going tonight? So to all of you out there that went through that roller coaster of emotion like we did, I salute you. And I salute you with a delicious little espresso. Little, this is the Italian blend tonight, Gene. Cheers to you. Nice. And thank you to the 1,500-plus uh, who have logged on to Warchant Television tonight. Make sure to hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. It's absolutely free. And again, mash that like. Hit it seven times because we are 7-0 and o tonight, Gene. I, we can nitpick. I'm not going to do it right now. This is this, a lot of heart was shown tonight to walk out of that uh, situation with a victory. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the Travis thing, nothing. I, I mentioned a couple individual performances there. The one I got I to gotta absolutely say is Jaheim Bell. And to me, when it needed it in the clutch, he brought attitude, he brought physicality, he brought that swagger to this team. I think they needed it at that point. And that play when he drug a bunch of players should have been the first down, but he drug them just short of the first down marker. Yep. When Johnny went out, he became one of the primary receivers. Um, you know, he was in there celebrating. He was knocked on the Toafili's uh, touchdown. If you watch that, he knocks the guy out of the end zone and he's still yep. on his ass after the play's over, man. That was... Mm-hmm. That is the kind of attitude you need. So Jaheim with a tremendous effort today, both in terms of what he did, the passion he brought in terms of his play in the field too. So that's something I want to throw him out as well because I really liked his play tonight.
Yeah, and if you look back at the defense, there are times when we get bullied off the ball. Like, I'm not going to deny that. There are times that the linebackers are in the wrong spot. If you want to complain about holds, I'm here for that. Oh, yeah. But also realize that Kalen DeLoach and Tatum Bethune in those situations are in the wrong gap. Now, it's not the official's job to talk about leverage and say that you should not be awarded a holding because you're in the wrong spot. But both things can be true at the same time. The linebackers are in the wrong spot. They get held. I'm here for all that, plus the fact that they bullied us a little bit. But by the end of the night, Elko decided to go for it on fourth down there. The defense only gave up 10 points. To to me, 10 real points. Because you go for it on a fourth down deep in your own territory. It's the Mm -hmm. second fourth down you don't achieve. That's a free three. You're going to get a kick out of it. If the kid makes it or doesn't, Mm -hmm. you're, you're conceding three if you don't succeed in that situation. And you've got a pick six as well. So it's just it depends on how you want to look at things tonight. This was a hard-fought win against a well-coached team that came here to play physical. Duke succeeded in playing physical. We were tested tonight. I hope we learned something about ourselves tonight because we can also learn in victory. It's 7-0, and now Florida State, I believe, if you just win the next two weeks, Miami is your ACC closer for the season, oddly enough. But you go on the road, you handle business at Wake and Pitt, I believe – at that point, you would essentially lock up officially yeah. the spot in Charlotte at seven and zero in the conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we still. I think, don't think anybody would count the season as success if you lost to Miami. Correct. Don't so, get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no. but it's funny how like you're thinking it's collision course with North. A week ago, it's well, Louisville schedule is easy. North Carolina collision course. Well, Carolina just lost to Virginia tonight, folks, and they had about nine lives and they spent them all, mm. and somehow they still lost. That was a one win Virginia team. Goodness gracious! So and there were three touchdown underdog yep. in that game too. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's that might be one of the biggest upsets we've seen this season in college football. I don't think and nobody could have predicted that one. That's just nuts. And that's that's how it is when a team just looks past another. We saw it against Boston College. It's the same kind of situation. The team was a superior team. Looked past one team. They got hot. They made some plays, and anything can happen. Florida State had to hold on for dear life for that one. And but here, but they got. Unlike North Carolina, Florida State found a way to pull out the wind, regardless of everything that happened to that. So, yeah, the officiating, of course, would have been a main talking point had FSU lost the game. Obviously, yeah. there were a lot. There were. It seemed like every play I'm watching a Florida State player of lineman is being taken down in the backfield. You mentioned the Kalen Deloach, which it drives me nuts that those two broadcasters, Herb Street and Fowler, never they show that play over and over. Never, that Deloach is being held right at the point of contact over yeah. and over, and they would never say it it's right in front of them bring it up and then they had to pull that nonsense at the end where they talked about oh all these undefeated teams going florida state's going to be probably the one left out like come on guys it's, five teams are not going undefeated yeah is that what they concluded it's, i heard that but i was i was uh creating my cut. They basic well it was weird i, th- I forget one of them i thought herb street was saying well they got to win over lsu so that's a good chance that they got that in their hip pocket but yeah. then they put up some weird prudential which I remember that Prudential power thing from them came up before, and it had yeah. FSU like ranked 12th or something in it. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know what kind of wacky computer Prudential has, but they had FSU. If all these teams go undefeated, it's only a 43% chance of getting in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, well, suck. Yeah. We're 7-0. and There you yeah. go. I, I said it. Uh, Florida State again on the inside track tonight. There's a lot of different uh, p- points where you can circle a player and say, he was a hero, he was a hero. Uh, Deuce Span, I think, in the first half is your guy. Because it, the game's getting away from you in that moment. And it goes 99 yards. And Gene, I'll cop to it, earlier in the half when Rodney Hill takes one out of the end zone, he gets tackled to the 15. I say, stop returning the kick. No. This one is Guilty. at the one-yard one line. He does. And I'm still thinking, stop. And, oh, 
Thank you, Deuce. We really, really needed that. I look forward to, Gene, there's a service on, on social media. Uh, Cameron, I forget his last name. Anyway, uh, his business shows the top speed in terms of miles per hour. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I can't wait to see what Deuce Span's top speed was. That, that had to be over 21. That dude can fly. Yep. And he, I think he took a nap from about the 20-yard line because <laughs> he wanted Hakeem to come up and celebrate with him. I was hoping he wasn't celebrating too much. I was afraid you might get that flag. With, those, yeah. with Flanagan being out there, you're always afraid that he's going <laughs> to yes. try to pull some yeah. nonsense on you. But, yeah, once he got past that first level and going, you, you knew it was Deuce. You knew there was a chance if he gets there, – there's no way they're going to catch I was telling like I was sitting with Dan and a couple – Terry and a couple people watching. As soon as going, I go, they're not catching him. There's yeah. no way. This guy is way too freaking fast. Oh, We've seen it in practice. You haven't seen him much in games, but he is he's going to be in the battle for one of the fastest guys on the team. Uh, the only this thing is that, twice. I'm sorry, Tom. Yeah. Twice this has happened in key situations after a big play by the other team, you know, a couple weeks ago with uh, Trey Benson in that long run to answer right away. And again, yep. like this, I mean, this team – They've got something unique about them that they will find an answer whenever there's adversary. It seems like every time they come up with something. I don't know how they do uh, in some cases. Um, It's not, again, it's not like Duke's offense was going to light the world on fire. It felt like it for maybe a drive when when you're not lined up correctly or aligned against the run. And and look, Dominic Robinson can probably break it down in his sleep right now better than I can try to do, and that's fair. Uh, It felt for a moment like we were just going to get run over. Mm-hmm. And and Duke was taking it to us physically. In some of those moments, Gene, and speaking generally, like we're still rotating dudes, and I'm I'm gonna stop bringing it up. Like I I, I don't understand the um the free flowing nature of putting in some secondary guys at, at linebacker, uh, the defensive front. I yeah. texted Ira at one point during this game. Did Bethune get hurt? Because you've got Deloge and Omar Graham on the field for a long drive, and and I think Bethune checked in maybe once it was in the red zone. Um, the guys up front, they do the same. If you look at the offensive line tonight, Gene, this is also really fascinating. Darius Washington, I think, will go down as an unsung hero once again. Uh, Bless Harris started the game at left tackle. I did not see Robert Scott out there. I could be wrong. Mm. Maybe, maybe he was out there for a drive, maybe like one drive. Huh. Um, but Darius Washington ended up playing the most snaps at left tackle, and mm. he was questionable all week long. I was listening oh. to Mike Norvell's pregame interview on on their uh, national on the Florida State Radio Network. And he was going to be kind of a game time decision. And Darius ends up playing a ton tonight. But when you see tomorrow and everybody out there, Gene Williams does pro football focus grades that are released on Sunday mornings, closer to lunchtime tomorrow, I would imagine. But uh, it breaks down snap counts. The offensive line shuffle was fully on tonight, Gene. Hmm. And they had some moments where they did not look pretty either. They were getting dominated for stretches of this game was Florida State's offensive line. But they found a way. And I think Jordan's running was the, the moment that it changed a little bit. Yeah, I would say both lines for a while, like you pointed out. The um, there were that's the one thing I think that surprised me of all of this. I know Florida State's going to make some mistakes and be some questionable stuff happen. The fact that Duke, especially in the first, was able to run so effectively against Florida State, really looked like dominate at times that line. And a lot of times I would, as I had a couple friends I was with, they go, "Who is that player?" I'm, I'm like, "Oh, that's Byron Turner." Like, why is he in there in this situation? Kind of thing. And I go, "Tom is probably." I get Tom is getting oh. upset right now oh, yeah. when they said that. Like, in a, you're down in a game in a key drive and you've got backups in there. But you know, at the end of the day, Mike Norvell must know what he's doing because it somehow it seems to work. I will say, yeah, and you saw Duke with their hands on their hips at the end. So those long drives mm-hmm. did pay benefits for that. But you're right; that was a little surprising to me too. Even at, late in the game when they were rushing three players, yeah, they kept getting pressure on. Jordan, I, I I don't know what was going on there. I, we'll have to see what Alex Atkins has to say about that. But that was 
It was interesting to hear during the broadcast. Every now and then they give a little nugget. Apparently, when they talked to Atkins, he he graded the offensive line's performance so far as a C. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know what? I agree with that. I think that's honest. And Alex Atkins is honest. I think they've been below what we expected. They've been average. They've been decent, but they haven't been great. And tonight again, just. But it, it, you know, by the end of the game, when they were that defense was wore down, they leaned on them and they had the defense on roller skates. Hello to everybody in the chat. I saw Mike saying hello to everybody else who's checking in. Let us know what part of the country you're in. I love the worldwide thing. Maybe yes. Director Ben can post the different locations on the map. Um, <laughs> you don't have to get a map now, Director. I'm just talking about you can put up those comments as people say where they're coming in from. Sounds like the uh, USC Trojans lost again today. That's not a uh, crazy surprise. Um, we've got some people we need to thank immediately. Yes. Though There are more than 1,700 of you collective Woo! right here on WarChan TV. We are on YouTube, of course. That's where most of you are. Facebook Live, X Live. We're in a lot of different places. So wherever you are, we are grateful you have joined us on this post-game show. It is brewed up by our friends at DeLuna Coffee. More on DeLuna in a moment. Uh, but Joshua is the first uh, person to contribute to the program, and we're so grateful, Joshua. 21 nothing. How about that 21 to nothing second half? 21 bones. This was a complete team win. Everyone contributed to the comeback. Go Knowles. Yes, Gene, if you want to be optimistic about this, and I'm choosing to be tonight, this is a smiles night, not a stern face night. Everybody did contribute to this. All phases of the ball contributed to the rally that Florida State went on, and it was a 21 to nothing run that this game finished on. Florida State, look, Riley Leonard doesn't play linebacker. He doesn't play safety, Gene. Mm -hmm. For Florida State to go 14 plays for 96 yards, that had nothing to do with the quarterback that was missing or on the sidelines that had everything to do with heart that had everything to do with building a drive with little things. It was not one explosive play over the top gene sustained offense, got Florida state to pay dirt 14 plays, 96 yards later. And that's what you have to do against this team. I mean, that's one thing they are so well coached and they don't give I think I heard the stat during the game. They've given up only one playoff season over 20 yards. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's unbelievable. So they were not going to give you the deep play. So you had to be methodical about it. The downside of that, if you're successful, you wear a defense out. And by the end, especially when Jordan, they unleashed Jordan in the second half. It's just, it was so easy at that point. They took, I mean, I think they would, if you would have get the game would have kept going, they would have scored five straight more touchdowns. There was no, Duke was completely out of it defensively at that point. Like you said, it has nothing to do with Riley Leonard. That was FSU's being able to wear that defense down and unleash the hounds basically in the second half. Steven asks if this was Jordan Travis Heisman moment. I don't think so, but mm. if somehow, some way he climbs up the ranks in that conversation, Stephen, because other teams fall by the wayside tonight will be one of those reasons that Jordan Travis, it'll be about that second half. And it always helps Gene, you know, this, if you've got the number one team on ABC in the booth and Kirk Herbst, yeah. can bring it up on game day a few times in subsequent weeks. That, that is a powerful voice to help a movement happen. But I don't know that, you know, Jordan's going to be in a position to do that. But I know that he was the most valuable offensive player, bar none down the stretch, Gene, that helped put that drive over the top and put the game over the top. When we needed to have it, Jordan Travis was there, and so were his legs, which is huge for us. Thank you so much, Stephen. I didn't – last I saw Miami and Clemson were tied. Is that still the case? Mm -hmm. Um, But my thinking is, too, what might – if Miami can win – you know, maybe you get some. A, that's a bigger game here in a few weeks if they win yep. that game. Not that we want them to win. I still want Clemson to beat that ass. But you know, <laughs> um, if it doesn't, it might make that game because Jordan's going to need some big moments against some quality teams for him to really have a shot to make a run at that thing. Kyle, supremely generous. We are moved. Oh, uh, Anytime somebody decides that their own hard-earned money is going to come our way, it, we are thankful. 
Kyle, we're very, very thankful in this instance. Man, we're a whole new offense when Travis starts running. Ever since he started running, Duke didn't have an answer. I was reaching for the shots uh, close to halftime. Oh, here, going to the bottle. I see you, buddy. Hell of a win. Let's go, Knowles. Well, Kyle, I'm glad that you didn't have too many of those shots because those are well-constructed sentences. I think even Ira, the managing editor, would be pleased with the sentence structure. So good job. Way to maintain through the end of the game. Now let loose. Do whatever the hell you want to do. But, Gene, it's so correct. We've been begging for it, and we all got it collectively. Jordan's legs helped change the course of the game. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it was complete. Like I said, I don't think there's a better offense in the country um, than Florida State when Jordan is running at full speed like that. And again, I'm sure they're trying to protect that shoulder. So I guess when they had at this point, like, okay. Duke is selling out on this play. You know, he made a couple great zone reads. They did a real nice job on the one when the safety came on a blitz, and they kind of showed that how Jordan saw that and, you know, did the read option and went to that side knowing he had an open field over there. That was a really good play. And it just – it changes what – when a defense can't crash down on the running back, and it just opens everything up. Duke did have one sack, so that counts for a run for Jordan Travis. But he was Mm -hmm. Florida State's leading rusher tonight, Gene, in terms of yardage. And he had tied for most in terms of the carries. Now, you, you get take the sack out of the equation, and Trey Benson led the night in terms of carries with 10. But 62 yards on the ground for Jordan Travis tonight. That was on the ground. He had the touchdown, 268 through the air. He had the two touchdowns and a pick six. Ouch, mm-hmm. a pick six deep in our own territory. He was close to doing that against LSU. He finished the job tonight. But, Gene, that's only the second turnover, second interception, I should say, for Jordan, I believe, on the season. Uh, so you can't hate too much on the fact that there's a killer turnover there. But by the end of the night, he was the one that took over the game. And you could see it. There was a calm. There was an expression change for Jordan. I think, Gene, in the first half, you saw some of the things that we were concerned about from Syracuse, which was he's jumping up and down. He's screaming at the sidelines. He's mad about miscommunications. But by the end of the night, you saw a leader. And I have to bring up a throw here. It's not just his legs. The throw to Keon Coleman over the middle of the field. Gene, that is a Jameis Winston level throw because there's nothing there. When they showed the angle from behind the quarterback, you couldn't even see Coleman. That's he right. was completely blanketed by the defender. I mean, I, I, it's um, it's incredible. Not only the throw, but the catch by Coleman. I don't even know how he saw the ball coming. And then yeah. he caught it between his legs. Yeah, through interference as well, through harm. <laughs> but it's just that is a throw where you go, what in the world? I, I recall a throw in 2014. Ermon Lane catches it. It's yeah. on the road at Louisville. And from the camera angle, you go, how the hell did that happen? It was almost that good from the live angle. But then when you saw the replay that you're talking about, Gene, it just looks like nobody's there. There's there's no place to throw the football. And he lands it in there. That's one of the biggest plays of the night as well. And it's with Jordan throwing over the middle of the field between three defenders. So he didn't just do it with his legs, but he was the steady force for yep. Florida State. In addition to guys like Jaheim Bell, who was a Swiss Army knife for Florida State. He was all over the place tonight. Yeah, hats off to Jordan. We got so, any more? Uh, there we go. We got any more uh, people to thank before we talk about Deluna? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I know. I noticed a lot of people. I saw. I want to give everybody credit, like yeah. Nick. Nick, uh, amazing how well the RPO uh, works when the quarterback. Yeah, that's right. Well, one of them was into the teeth of a safety blitz, and that was one of the big runs for Jordan. Um, and uh, yes, exactly right. I think a lot of people are going to say those things, but you're all correct. LFG, Travis running the ball is a difference maker. There we go, Tim Thomas. Thank you very much. Uh, are you the old Boston Bruins goaltender? If you are, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, but uh, happy to be 7-0. and We all are, Tim. Thank you so much for the contribution. Let's run through a couple of more, Director Ben, before we talk about our friends at DeLuna Coffee. Noel Buck 83 
The calls in the first half seemed like Norvell was pressing. Other than that, how about those tight ends? Well, one of the drives Gene was short-circuited by, and, and I'm praising Jordan, and it's his, it's his night. If you're going to rush on a fourth and inches uh, to get to the line and, and sneak the ball, go right up the gut, my man. Like, follow Maury Smith. I don't know why you're vacating to go to the left. That was extremely frustrating. And I know people wanted a, a full replay from the ACC in that situation. He was short. And his was. knee was down on the ground. He was short. Um, so that short circuit's one drive. The fourth and one call, though, man, deep in our own territory. Gene, I don't know what that was. I mean, you know how I am about that. I am not the, I'm not a fan. But the, I don't think Jordan in those really those big pile situations. He Jordan's not the biggest guy in the world. I don't think he's very natural. He gets a little. He doesn't want to get into the pile, and I understand. And I didn't like the fact that I I, I see this all the time, Tom. And maybe you or Dominic later can explain this because I see this all the time that they when they see a team that's not ready. Mm-hmm. They want to rush the snap. The part of the problem is it doesn't seem like they're ready either because they're Correct. rushing what they're doing. So many times I see it, and then the play doesn't work. So I didn't like that setup. You both don't have that much to go. You got a good offense. Get everybody lined up. Get everything set to go. Don't rush the play just because a couple guys in the secondary are out of position. Yeah. Um. And yeah, obviously the one that the, it, he's done that time and time again, Mike Norvell. And it's a it, to me, it's a disrespecting to the opponent doing something like that. It obviously was a momentum shift. I really, I don't care. I, I don't know if the, I can't believe the analytics actually say to go for it there, but you got to also read the room. If they did, you don't, you just don't do that um, in your own end early and give a team, you're the favorite in the game. Yeah. You don't give a team like this, those kind of opportunities to give them momentum, to give them hope. I, I, I'm just not a fan, but he's, he's consistently done stuff like that. I, I don't know if he's going to stop. Oh, that's why I, I'm saying like they do weird stuff, this team, but they're just, Gene. You know, if you were a fan watching the game and not invested in it in multiple ways, you know, Florida State ties and then also a business such as WarChain.com, that's a wild, wacky, entertaining first half. It's got everything. You got a butt catch from Marquise and Douglas. You got a <laughs> Have you seen that before? Would he get the ball no. on a 360 around his back? It, play, never... it made it funnier because it's a guy who's almost 300 pounds doing it. I mean, you've got that. You've got a pick six. You've got a kick return for a touchdown. You've got a yeah. coach going for a fourth and one deep in his own territory in a non-desperate situation. That half had a little bit of everything. It was wild. Things settled down in the second half, and as things got calmer, Florida State got better, and that's how – Florida State ends up on top, 38-20. to 20. So once again, 7-0 and on the season. Outstanding. If you want to celebrate, because maybe tonight you're going to have a big time, well, let's prevent tough Sunday mornings in the future. Let's minimize those Sunday mornings that are difficult in the future. And you can do so with our friends at DeLuna Coffee. You go to DeLunaCoffee.com right now. They're going to give you a 25% savings. 25% savings on everything but the War Chant Pick Your Poison Bundle. And on everything but the Voodoo Espresso Blend, which is BOGO right now. Buy one, get one free on the Voodoo Espresso Blend from DeLuna Coffee and the Pick Your Poison. Everything else is 25% off. So when you get to the checkout, you'll see on the upper right-hand corner of the window, there is a promo code section. Warchant25 is that promo code. And, of course, if you want to just shop locally for DeLuna Coffee and you live west of I-4 and east of the Panhandle border with uh, the state of Alabama, you go to Publix. Florida locals section. That is there. It is right there. That's the cap. You see, it's not the coffee aisle, Florida local section at your local Publix. And you will find DeLuna coffees, fantastic products there. So a lot of ways to save our thanks to DeLuna coffee because they help you 
get over a long night, or they can help you continue one as well. And that's what I'm doing here. So we will go to the phones in just a moment. We're going to take a, a quick break here. But to the 1,600 plus of you that are tuned into WarChan TV right now, remember, signing up for WarChan is just $1. $1, it'll get you two months. You go to WarChant.com. And Did you I need- authorize that? That doesn't seem right, Tom. <laughs> it's, well, damn it, I'm willing it to be. This is oh, what we need to go. We have, you said it. I guess I have to do it. WarChant.com. Uh, you don't have to follow uh, the, the link in the chat. You just go to WarChant.com, upper right-hand corner. It's a green button. It says join. See that code in the bottom right? FSU and the number one. FSU and the number one gets you two months for $1. Fantastic. We will be right back with more on the WarChant Game Day postgame call-in show. Your calls are next here on WarChant TV. Our head coach has a taste for the finer things in life. Personally, I like to picture him in front of a fireplace, clad in a garnet and gold velvet robe, with a glass of Lagavulin 16 and a Cuban cigar. Rumor has it, Coach has a brand new Bengal tiger rug and a photo of Brian Kelly on his mantle. Now, while Coach has high-powered offensive weapons at his disposal, FSU fans need only one thing to start their game day. That's DeLuna Coffee's Blue Angels Blend. Talk about high-powered. This jet fuel in a cup will have you feeling like you can take down a 500-pound tiger yourself. Two cups will have you wanting to boost an F-18 for the pregame flyover. Our advice, though, leave the hunt to the professionals. It doesn't mean that you still can't enjoy the finer things in life, just like Coach Mike. Trust me when I tell you, DeLuna Coffee makes for one hell of an espresso martini. Head to DeLunaCoffee.com today to find out more. The finest football program in the state and rolling into 2023 with a Heisman contender. Stay connected with everything Florida State over at the ultimate seminal sports source, Warchant.com. Expert insight from five-star Irish Chauffel, the wit and perspective of FSU Encyclopedia Corey Clark, the latest on FSU recruiting with entrenched reporter Michael Langston, and the most active community of FSU fans anywhere. Warchant.com is part of the On3 network with a national team of reporters and resources that have created industry-leading consensus recruiting ratings, transfer portal rankings, and NIL analytics. Head over to Warchant.com to take advantage of this offer as FSU heads into a 2023 season with sky-high expectations. There's fun to be had every night at the Corner Pocket. Take home prizes on Trivia Tuesdays and Beer Bingo Thursdays. And kickstart your weekend with Martini Fridays. Plus, happy hour runs every weekday and game day specials every time the Knolls take the field. Watch all the best games at the Corner Pocket's Vegas Wall, featuring 560 inches of flat screen TV heaven. Oh, really? The best food, the best drinks, and the best place to watch all the games. Tallahassee loves the Corner Pocket. This is all the benefits. We are back now on the War Chant game day. It's all right, Gene. I ejected out. I want to get back to talking and talk to these people. We, we just told them about the benefits of WarChant.com, and we'll get to more of those in just a moment. That was a, a director's decision there. All and we right. now go because call audible. Uh, That's good. Uh, call an audible because we go to the 808. He's been waiting for 25 minutes patiently, and we cannot wait to see him. I'll get it correct this time for the Miami game. But right now, he's in Hawaii, and it is Spartan Knoll, Ralph from Hawaii. Welcome to the program, Ralph. As you like to say, how's it? How's it, everybody? I pray everyone is blessed and is just enjoying this. Um, really quick, first quarter, Johnny Wilson could add a touchdown. The guy didn't even turn around. The defender didn't even turn around for the ball. Why was that not pass interference or uh, at least uh, face guarding, I believe they call it? Keon Coleman on the scramble play. The announcers tried to cover it up. 
The ball was over his head. It was over his head because the Duke guy pulled his shirt, jackasses. And then there was a couple plays where uh, Duke linemen were falling to the ground because they were getting beat, and they were literally grabbing the jersey of our guys and pulling them down with them. Why does the administration keep tolerating this crap? It's unbelievable. Ralph is fired up. I love it. Well, it's true. I mean, like, it's one of those things where they got called for a couple of holds, so the ACC thinks it's good enough. Uh, you, you know, you can hold on every play where they call it on every play. Uh, there's no good answer for that. And I don't know what the, what the alternative is beyond the old tried and true, Gene. You know this. Sending tape off to the league office to uh, – Well, they do. They do that. I mean, that, and, and I, I, yeah, I hear you, Ralph. I mean, I'm there. It's, it's very frustrating. It's almost like when I see it, it's just – I'm just expecting it. I, I, the thing with – the play on Johnny, I wasn't that upset about. It was a borderline call. But I would see guys continually being pulled down. That, that's the thing that drives me nuts. And we've seen this. And our own Irish show fellow and Corey Clark have done studies on this in the ACC, how it's mathemat- basically mathematically impossible, the disparity in holding that Florida State gets in ACC games. It's just the way it is. And you knew going to this game, Duke, the darling of the conference, especially if you're into conspiracies, the fact that FSU has made it very clear they want to leave the conference, you knew this was not going to go FSU's way. And as soon as you saw our buddy Flanagan, out there leading the crew, you knew it was going to be a long night. Yeah, Ralph, I would say, you know, um, it's not surprising, but I don't know what else you can do except bring it uh, to every place you can in terms of the attention, which is what you're doing right now. So uh, other than that, what did you think of the second half? (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously the boys knuckled down, and that's really why I wanted the call. I uh, Throughout the beginning of the year, there's a lot of fans out there upset we weren't blowing teams out, and I kind of shared your frustration. But a couple weeks ago, I made a call, and my point was that it was going to pay off dividends later in the year of being in those tight games, turning the tide, learning to seize control. If we had not, if we would have been the team blowing teams out this year and we would have experienced the first half the way we did, I don't know if we turned the tide. I really believe those tighter games to be start the year really paid dividends with our guys to buckle down. They knew they could do it. And then they absolutely exerted their control. So uh, I just I am so stoked with the way this season's going. I pray obviously that Johnny is healthy and is ready to get yeah. back in there. Hopefully we don't need him for the next two. And I will see you guys at the War Chant Hangout for Miami. Yes, we're just a couple weeks away from coming back. Anybody in town, please come out. Not just to say hello to me, though. I'd love to come support these guys. They they work their tails off for us. And uh, I, I will see you guys. I don't want to type the line. I'm, I'm rambling now. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha, Ralph. Always great to hear from Ralph. Oh, by the way, I know a lot of people talk about in the chat, but Miami has won in overtime over Clemson. Wow. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well done, Ben. Okay. So uh, they still fight. And that was with a backup quarterback tonight, Gene. So uh, I am, you know what? I got to give my, and I don't, I'm not going to give them credit. There you go. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it. I I was about to go down a road. I don't want to go down. So screw them. I agree. So they won. That is a big surprise. A lot of surprises today in the first halves of games, but then most of the favorites pulled away late. I think we had to file ourselves under that column too. That's just, I'm starting to accept it's the identity of this team. They're going to do crazy stuff. They're going to look bad at times. They're going to make dumb calls and just drops or yep. just things are going to happen. But when push comes to shove, these guys have cojones and they're going to yep. they're going to pull through when they need to. They will reply. I mean, they're a counterpuncher. Yes. You know, as soon as you hit them, they're like, "Oh no, you don't." Whether it's Jordan running or 
We're going to kick return or whatever we're going to do. We're going to unleash Keon on you. They have so many shots in the quiver that they're just going to wait. We need them. Okay, here you go. You challenge us. Now you're going to pay the price. Yeah, agreed, Gene. That's why I love this group tonight. Like Again, we've got a lot of time to break down the things that they couldn't do, and, and there are quite a few things. But what about what they can do? At some point, you know, it's not a fluke that you, when the game is about over and buried, you find a way to do the Undertaker thing where you pop out of the casket. You know, you've seen that animation, Gene. And you you have a, a fumble forced, a scoop and score. You get to overtime. You make the stop on a third and one and a fourth down. Like, there's just so many moments where they answer. Mike Norvell's favorite word is respond or response, and that's what they do. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Director Matthew behind the scenes, too, today. Uh, next, we go to Gator Kirk for the 121st wow. time on War Chant TV. We are proud to present from the 757, Mr. Gator Kirk. Welcome to the postgame show, good sir. Let's go! Yeah. Oh! Oh, he almost busted our phone. Seven and zero. Seven and zero. Seven and zero. Winning season is guaranteed. There you go. Yep. You know what? With all of the mistakes, all of the miscues, all of the uh, questionable coaching decisions, we found a way. You got to trust the process. Yep. That's. I mean, we're built for this. And that's what he says every damn day for four, sorry, for four <laughs> years. And you, you just got to believe. And if you don't believe, regardless of what happens on the field or what, what coaches do, this is what it is. So my question is, who is the defensive player and the offensive player of the game today? Okay, so offense, right. you've got two candidates, right, Gene? Jaheim and Travis. Yep, yeah, agreed. Special teams player, we know it's Deuce. Yeah, I, I think you got to go with Jordan. He, I mean, he helps put it on the afterburners. Again, he made some throws tonight that, that helped put this game over the top. Yeah. But the quarterback is always the, the one that gets all of the praise and all of the blame, but, I mean, the pick six aside, Jordan was was the guy. On defense, that's a good one. I'm looking at the stats, and it's Deloach not like tackles. Is that right? Didn't Deloach he did, win? but you know, no. Well, they had and what I've got on uh, Stat Brock is, uh, uh, yeah, Kalen and Tatum tied with six. Mm-hmm. They both had a tackle for loss. Akeem Dan had a tackle for loss. There's just not. There wasn't that play. I, I don't know. Maybe Shaheem, just because that was such a big play. Yeah, at the time I, I don't know. I, that's when I will. I guess we'll have to see who breaks the rock. But I I don't have a definitive answer on that one. Yeah, I that's learned. a tough one. I, the defensive lineman took turns making plays. Uh, I saw Patrick Payton. You know, uh, he presented a lot. Braden Fisk made a lot of plays that um, you could say the face mask. He was took Leonard out of the game. That that face mask <laughs> was, was kind of an important play. You never want to do something illegal. Uh, it's a good move by Leonard in the pocket to force the face mask. Uh, I don't want to do that, though. That's kind of low class. Yeah. Um, you know, Gator, I'm stumped. I think we're stumped here. Who would I'm you just gonna give it? Yeah, Gator will defer to you on that. Yeah, one. your call. Um, My call. <laughs> I'm going to say Renardo Green. Okay. okay. He had that pass break up. Mm-hmm. He did that. He played a really game. damn good game. I mean, you know. Yep. You know, the, the defense actually played really well despite the score. I mean, we, you know, and the points we gave up, some of them were suspect. So 
Yeah. I think the defense really kept us in the first half and the offense just came on in the second. So, you know, that's, you got to trust the process. I mean, I was frustrated, but no more. I'm not going to be frustrated watching these games. Just going to watch it and realize that Mike Norville knows what the hell he's doing and all the other coaches and the players believe in him and they, you know, coaches believe in the players and that's what's important. And we're just building and we're climbing and, you know, it's going to be a great season. So, well, we appreciate the call, Gator. Thank you very much for contributing to the program. Thank as you, always. always great to hear from you, Gator. 120 plus calls now on War Chan TV. He is a staple of the post game uh, show. It's not the same when we don't have you. So, thank you very much, Gator. We appreciate it. Uh, we now go to another wise voice for the 26th time in the history of War Chan TV programming. It's Gene in Ocala. What's good, Gene in Ocala? How are you this evening? We are 7 and 0 in, in these parts. So, welcome. Oh, man, we're doing well. What's going on, Tom? What's happening, Gene? Namesake, how you doing? I'm doing well. Great name, Gene. Yes, just, uh, you know, we were on the same wavelength about these four down calls. It's starting to get, it's starting to get hurtful. Um, just seeing it, you can almost telegraph. You can almost see the telegraph and, and see the, the, the line pushing back and just the inconsistency on those four down calls. Um, but you know, I'm just like uh Gator said, there's no sense in just going crazy and being all upset about it. We're seven and oh, um, we're 13 straight and we're looking good. The um, the one thing that I would like to just comment on is just man, the, they talked about the grit. Uh, I think that the sideline reporter talked about the grit whenever she talked to Coach Novell. You know how grit, how how much grit this team has, and they really showed it tonight. They showed it, and you know, just proud to be a no. Yep. Way to go, way to go, way to go. Thank y'all for what y'all do. I truly appreciate it. Um, and I think the defensive player of the game should be Shaheen because yep. without that pick six, just like Gene said, I think that would have went to the other way. Thank y'all for everything, yep. and go notes. We appreciate you. Thank you, Thank Gene. You, yeah, big interception in the game for Shaheem. I th- yeah, I think it changed. Some, I mean, just when you make that kind of individual play, I think it changed some of the momentum in the game. And I think FSU needed a play at that point from the defense. Yep. And I think that's understating this thing because, unfortunately, people look at the final score. They don't realize that seven of those points came by the pick six. Mm-hmm. And three more, like you pointed out, Tom, came from, uh, again, very. I think everybody agrees. They're not real thrilled with the play call to go for it on fourth down on your 35-yard line. Yep, uh, came from that. So giving up ten points to a pretty good offensive team is not a bad effort. Now the way they got there, the way they ran the ball effectively, you don't like some of that aesthetically. But at the end of the day, giving up well, let's just say thirteen points is you'll take that every single game if you can do that. Yeah, agreed. Like even the field goal, you know, their final score of the game, Gene Duke's final score of the game came in the uh, final minute of the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Last time they scored, and that play was or that drive, excuse me, was fourteen plays. For 58 yards, you'll take that yards per play clip all day long. 14 yeah. for 58. You want to get off the field, don't, don't get me wrong, but it took six minutes and 49 seconds, 14 plays, 58 yards, and Florida State stood tall, made a couple of plays inside the 10-yard line when they had goal to go. The holding penalty helped you know, advance sure. the cause, but Florida State made a play on that second down anyway, and they decided to tack it on, 
and and pushed Duke further back away from the end zone. But you know the defense was pushed over at times. They were held a lot of times, um, but they they found a way to turn the tide a little bit. Because let's say that Duke scores a touchdown before halftime oh. and they come out of the break with the ball. You know it's it's a bit of a different animal. So mm-hmm. uh, they had some low moments, but by the end of the night, uh, as we're saying here on the post game show, this is at least our math. Ten legitimate points were scored by Duke on on this defense tonight. So uh, kudos to them. And uh, again, kudos to Florida State for being seven and zero and finding a way. If if we're down at halftime by a score, Gene, <laughs> some attack by Moss here. I feel like I'm a Doke. <laughs> Joel press up, box. You're up by the lights at Doke. The, yeah. the, the Moss found their way from Doke. The new lighting system. They don't want it. They yeah. Want, yeah. They don't like the LED. They don't. I uh, know. That's that's a little overrated. I, I know they do some <laughs> cool stuff with it, but you know, Gene, if I'm trying to diagram a play between the third and the fourth quarter and the whole field is black, I'm like what? <laughs> At any rate, we now go to, for the 39th time in War Chant TV history, we go to New York to talk to Josh in New York. Josh, were any of your players hosted this weekend by Leonard Hamilton in Florida State basketball? And if not, don't worry about it. Uh, let me start correctly before I answer your question. Tommy, Tom, and Gino! What is going on? Now let me answer your question. Uh, bad news is no one was hosted this week. The good news is one of my kids, and now you have now you know where I coach, committed to you guys yesterday. So All right, was, I was uh, going to bring that up. It was, a, it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day all the way around. Committed to the Knolls yesterday, so I'm feeling I'm feeling double, extra, like two shots of Jack. Good. That's uh, awesome. Today. It, it feels great. That is um, four star power I, I, forward. Pronounce his name for us. Yeah, I was going to ask you to pronounce his name, Josh, because I don't, I don't want to butcher it. Yeah, Alir Malouk. Alir Malouk, six okay. foot ten, top fifty national recruit. Congratulations, Coach. Yeah, thank you, thank you. He's happy. He can't wait to get down there. Uh, now, to the back, I have good, I have, I have bad news first. Bad, bad feelings first. Uh-oh. You know, remember when we used to have. You know, third and 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 Kelly, back in the, the, the Charles <laughs> Kelly days. I think to, I think now we have first drive in Fuller because we can we we just love to give up points in the first drive. That's the that's the negative part about me. Now the positive part is it is we make so many incredible adjustments after halftime. It's unbelievable. I, just when this team takes you on like the nitro style roller coaster, just when you think that, oh my God, Duke is up 10 nothing. Oh my God, they're up 2017. And then we just start rolling and Jordan starts running. It looks, it looks like a work of art. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my question to you, two fine gentlemen for the night. I, I saw the graphic. I heard Gene talking about it earlier and it really pissed me off. The graphic of if we win all of our games and everybody else wins all of their games, that we would be the ones left out. I just I, I don't understand. I can't even begin to fathom if that happens. I don't even know where, what I would do if that would happen. I mean, can can someone please of football excellence and and intelligence explain this to me? I love you guys as always. I can't wait to get another commit down to you. It's going to happen. I promise you we'll have another one. All right. And go no. We will hold you to that, Josh. Thank you very much. So 
I need an education on this one, Gene, because I did not see the graphic itself. Okay. So are they claiming that Oklahoma would be in over us if they were undefeated? Yeah, the that- team that UCF was leading for most of the game that they had to pull out. So the, the mighty Knights down in Orlando traveled to Oklahoma. But here, but look, here's the thing. You got to understand this. They didn't necessarily say that. As a matter of fact, it seemed like Herb Street was trying to sell the fact that win over LSU is probably going to be enough to get Florida State. And given this hypothetical, which is probably a 1% chance of all those teams going undefeated. Yeah. But then they posted this stat. Now, look at it. There's 100 different power ratings. Prudential apparently spot, they're a sponsor to mm-hmm. get their name out there, and they have their own power ratings. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry can have a power rating. Mm-hmm. So their power rating system says, giving this crazy hypothetical, Florida State, while these other teams all have like an 80 to 90% chance of getting in, Florida State's was only 43. Oh, um, but okay. again, it's not, it's not even – and even I think – I think Herbstreit said this isn't us saying this. This is he was almost like taking a shot at this Prudential thing. This is what their their yeah. thing is saying. I've never even heard. I mean, Prudential's an insurance company. Come on, are they are you going to really follow what they're saying percentage wise on who's going to get in the playoffs and who isn't? Come on, yeah. it's it's completely a promotional thing. Don't take it seriously. Florida State goes undefeated. They are in. I mean, I'm, tell me, come attack me later if it doesn't happen. But Florida State runs the table. They're in. Yeah, then, no, that's just uh, that's wild. I thought I heard one bit though of Herb Street saying that Florida State should be and they should be rewarded for taking on a heavyweight from a different conference. I do believe he I said, heard he that. said they'll have two SEC wins yeah. in their docket, which is pretty impressive. More impressive than Oklahoma's ass, I'll tell you that much. And it's not even close. Like by game close. control, they did not have control over the Mighty Knights. So. No, you're telling me that that Georgia's resume will be stronger. I I will say BS. I will tell you BS in that circumstance. But uh, let's not have that debate just yet. The first college football playoff rankings roll out on Halloween night. Interestingly Ooh. enough, Gene, uh, we're going to be a part of that discussion for the first time since 2015. I think we might have been in for like 10 seconds in 2015. So uh, we'll have I'm to guessing play. we might be live for that, right, Tom? We got oh, are we going to do a live, uh, a live reaction well, show? We have our meetings on Mondays, but I think we need to have a reaction show going on live. For well, bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah, sounds good to me. We now go to Virginia. We haven't talked to this gentleman uh, since it would appear the Florida game last year. So welcome, Thomas from Virginia. How are you doing this evening? And uh, you're talking to Gene Williams, and I am Tom. How's it going? Let's let's go. Great win tonight, guys. Great win. It was. Um, It was. I do. Oh, it was beautiful. I do have to bring up, though, the fourth down calls. And not the first one we went for, but the second one. I felt like from the beginning of the game, the whole key was field position against this team. Yep. Their offense is not great, and we gave up so much field position to them to allow them to take the lead and jump into, the, you know, straight from the beginning, jump into the lead and put us under pressure. What do you think Norvell's doing there, and why is that? Uh, why has that been fixed? I feel like he's done a lot of this in first half games. Do I tag and thank you, Thomas? We appreciate it. Oh, do I do I dare tag William <laughs> tag me in in this situation? I will say before I do, Gene, um, that thanks to everybody who came out to Hotel Indigo today because we talked about this on on the pregame show, live from Hotel Indigo. It was a, a really fun environment. So I'd say four or five dozen of you at any given time were there watching and uh, interacting with us, which we enjoyed. We said specifically, if you're in fourth and one or fourth and two, if you're Mike Elko, you need to go for it in a situation like this. If you're Mike Norvell and you're in fourth and one and fourth and two, punt. 
this offense hasn't proven that they can march 70 yards with any consistency punt. So, you know, Thomas, if you're asking, what is he thinking? I've got no clue. I, I've got no clue. Now, I've said my piece. Gene Williams, tag you're in. All right, go ahead. I'm fine with it. What? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I, I've said it before on this. I went on a rant earlier about this. I, every time he does this crap or he goes for it and fourth down deep in his own territory, I can't say it. Now, especially it gets exacerbated when you are a heavy home favorite and you do it early in the game against, as Tom said, against a team that's got an eh, average at best offense. Why give them 40, 50 yards of field advantage on that one? I, I don't understand it. It makes no sense. But Mike Norvell's done this consistently. But I can't say consistently because there's times in that when he has punted. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason. I guess he's just going on a feeling or somebody above is saying there's something. But then the play call, too, is weird. It was. It was a yeah. slow developing play up the middle against a stacked box. It was. It had no chance at all yes. to succeed. I never understand those situations, too. You saw how well Jordan ran. Isn't this the perfect RPO type of situation? Yeah. Uh, agreed. I don't get it. It like again, it's tough to to complain about play calling specifically because you don't know what a coach is considering. But if you're going to list things that are at risk of not gaining a yard, like what, a concept that is at risk of not gaining a yard against that Duke defense, like the first thing that you would list is we probably shouldn't do is a long developing run. That's like the one thing you can't do. That was and Gene, yeah, the yeah. sequence of it was so strange because Morlock steps out of bounds. They go to break. I fully expected that we'd come back and there was an infraction of some kind, like an illegal touch, and we'd be in fourth and whatever. I guess maybe they decline it because it's not a, a loss of downs foul. So maybe that's mm -hmm. why you're in fourth and one. But it's just such herky-jerky television when you come back from a commercial break that they cut and you see the offenses on the field. And it's like, holy crap, we're going for it? And then the play happens. It, was just, it all happens so quickly for the viewers at home. I'm sure at Doak you could feel it coming a little bit more naturally. But it was that was just so damn yeah. strange. And if you're asking what was he thinking, I mean, Gene, there's I can't fathom yeah, a good I'm answer. Sure the, the post game press conference will be up soon. I'd be shocked if he wasn't asked about that. Yeah. Um. So you'll get to hear Mike Norvell's answer on War Chant TV. Subscribe right here later. Hopefully after the show, you watch Mike Norvell's press conference. Yes. Not don't tune us off for now. Um. That's that's one thing I don't also don't like about the analytics. I don't know what the analytics said. They didn't put that up there. They did later on Mike Elko when he went forward on fourth near the near the goal line. They said yeah. analytics say for him to go for it. They did in this situation. What I don't like about analytics, if they did say go for it, is at the time Duke's defensive line was getting the best of Florida State's offensive line. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if so, if you know that throw out analytics for one. If you know that you still say analytics, then don't go into the teeth of what they're doing well and you're not doing well. To me, I, that's I don't understand the thinking there. No, and and I I believe analytics are an excellent tool. I really do. I'm not the anti-analytics guy, but people think if it's 51-49 in an analytics situation that that means it's always a go. But Tom, and, it's one. It's like one data point out of a hundred you have to consider in those situations. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Analytics gets you to the front door, the doorstep yeah. of destiny, but you have to walk through on your own. A 49 percent chance of losing is a is a substantial chance of losing out. If when it's you're a team that's probably an 80 percent chance of winning, correct? You have to factor that in. Uh, uh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Yeah, and that I I couldn't explain that call if you gave me a half an hour to come up with an answer. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I just can't. Andrew in Texas, uh, first time it appears that we're talking to you on the War Champ Post Game Show. Welcome, man. How you doing tonight? And, and join a seven and zero edition Good. of the show. How you guys doing? We're doing well, man. We're doing well. Great. Yeah, first time calling in. Um, 
I'm, I've been a Florida State fan my whole life. Uh, I'm an alum. Um, so some of the stuff I say might, you know, come off a little bad, but it's all from love. I promise. I promise. All right. Um, one thing I, one thing I wanted to comment on was like the tackling. Um, what are your thoughts on the tackling, um, of our defense lately? Uh, I would say it's below average, uh, first of all, and I'm sure you might chuckle and say that's an understatement. I think that, you know, Florida State got put on blast on television. For those of you that were in the stands tonight, you don't know this, and, and Gene, I know you're watching with friends, so I don't know if you heard this, but Herb Street killed us for a lack of effort on the first oh, touchdown. Run. I mean, run. he that must yeah. have been a 45-second replay about no hustle on the backside oh, yeah. of play. That's not good. That's not a good look. Um, that's effort that has not as much to do with tackling as what I think you're driving home at, Andrew. But I think tonight Florida State got bullied a little bit more than they expected to. And and this season tackling's been eh. But the whole of college football and professional football, eh, you're worse at tackling because they don't take anybody to the ground in practice. So I think there's there's a sloppiness yeah. that comes with that style of play. But go ahead. Tom, Thomas. I understand. No, let me – Chime in here. So this is something if you I don't know if you read the uh, pro football focus analytics I do on Sunday mornings. But one of the things I know, the last one, I just looked it up now is the worst statistic. And there's like 10 different categories they grade Florida State at team wise. The worst thing they rated Florida State as tackling going into this game, Florida ranked 80, 89th in tackling in, in the country. That's uh, for a top four team. That tells you that's awful. They've yeah. been horrible tackling the football. Now, yeah. My guess is the grades aren't going to get any better after this game. So that has been a big problem by the defense this season is tackling. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Yeah. The other quick question I had for you was, if Riley Leonard doesn't uh, get injured, what do you think the outcome or how do you think the game would have uh, changed? Well, there, there's a hell of a lot more of a chance. And thank you, Andrew. I hope you call back soon uh, for the next edition. We'll be uh, live after Wake Forest. Road games, home games, does make a difference mm-hmm. for the postgame show. We're always here on WarChant TV. There's a much better chance they score a touchdown on that drive, Gene, first of all. And if they score a touchdown on that drive and they're at 26 points, uh, 27 points, 
Well, yeah, the touchdown would have been scary there. You had that was when you had to hold him to a field goal. I don't know. I still just the way that, like you said, at the end they had that defense on roller skates in the last quarter. Yeah. Look, he wasn't wasn't throwing for that many more yards. I don't. I don't think he was lighting things up. I don't. I mean, what were his stats? Final stats in the game? He threw for. Well, I would say while you're looking he at threw for 69 yards, he was seven out of 16 for 69. Was he really? That, no, it wasn't. He about had it. one great throw that I remember in the game, but I don't really think he was doing. I mean, obviously, to me, his bigger thing was his leadership. I think Duke did have a little bit of a letdown when he went out because he's their leader. So I think from that perspective, I don't know. We can play hypotheticals on a bunch of different things. I still think FSU would win, but it would have been a race. Had, yeah, it would have been a race to the finish. The margin ends up 18. I think it's a it comes down to a possession. Uh, the thing is, you could see the confidence in Florida State's attacking of the ground game. It just surged the moment that he was off the field. Yeah. They didn't think Beelan had anything for them on the ground. And there was, a, there, I mean, we were shook a little bit by, you know, Leonard's ability to run. Because they get to that point, Gene, where, where you know, they, they're on the precipice of scoring a touchdown before he gets hurt. And they do so even though he's not throwing with any consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're still marching down the field in that moment. Now we probably should sack him there and not grab his face mask, but it's just one of those. Yeah, the hypothetical be a sack him there, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they're not throwing; they're kicking the field goal anyway. There. So we appreciate the phone call very much. We now go to Queens, New York. All right, to the five one six. How we doing, Paul? In Queens, New York. Haven't talked to you since November of last year. How's it going? That's right. That's right. What's up, gentlemen? The last time I called in was after the Miami game, and I got to apologize. I was loaded, but I couldn't believe my eyes at the time. So I let the be- I let the I let the drinks get the best of me. But I got to talk about tonight. I got to say, listen, I think this special team, I think a little underrated. I think I think Span or Spawn, however we want to do this. I think his TV that was a big deal. It was a big deal. And what world do I live in? I got to say, it was eye opening. I can't believe the success. Duke's offensive line had against our defensive front in the beginning. I can't, I can't believe it. But at the end of the day, seven and zero. Let's go. But it was a little eye-opening for me. So thank you, gents. Tom, your gold.com. Thank you for everything. I want to hear from you guys. What's your thoughts? I appreciate that, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, you Paul. It's okay to let loose after beating Miami forty-five. Hell yeah. It's okay. No, Do we not no have way. the gif on standby with uh, the the throwing, making their quarterback a little bitch? We need to have that just ready to go. Every time we refer to mine, we just need to run that on repeat. Uh, yeah, the that's Jamie a project Robinson. for Ben. Yeah, the Jamie Robinson. Yeah, uh, Jamie. Yeah, if you can, if you can find that. Yeah, uh, I play that. I sometimes for fun, I'll just play that over and over again. Yeah, I mean, again, we scored as many touchdowns last year on Florida State as Miami did on their offense. Their offense did. So that's always something to celebrate. Hopefully, that happens again in short order. Um, but yeah, Gene, I was surprised with how Clemson's yeah. offensive line surge, uh, Florida state at, at the end of the night, uh, 5.6 yards per carry was Duke's rushing average for the night. That's that uh, you wouldn't have expected. And I think it was that. a lot higher until the end of the game when we were just kind of, they'd worn down and we were going after him. I bet it was a lot higher than that. That's the impact of Riley yeah. Leonard right there. That's what I yeah. would, how I would describe the impact. And I got to say, I was making fun of Pat McAfee because he said Florida state's run defense, rush defense was not good in the. College game day uh, setup show today, and he he was right for the wrong reasons because before tonight's game he was crazy 
the quarterbacks ran against us, but not the traditional ground game tonight. The traditional ground game got the better. Yeah, of us. That, that was. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I said at the outset. I said that was the biggest surprise to me in this game. Not the crazy calls and some of the other stuff that happened in the game, because it seems to happen every Florida State game. But the fact that they were able to basically pound the ball at Florida State, we thought we thought going in, Tom, that if there was a strength of this team, you pick one segment, it would be the rush defense. I mean, obviously the passing, you know, we knew stuff with Jordan, but I think we just assumed with that group, veteran group coming back in that depth on the defensive line, that there's no way anybody's going to be able to just run consistently between the tackles. But Duke, credit to Duke, they did that for most of the game. There's one thought I just want to put up here. It's uh, it's about the other side, Florida State's offense. This was the best defense we faced all year, says Ace Teamer. Very well coached. Very disciplined. Nobody has tested their depth like this all year. Great response by the team. Hashtag championship heart. I don't know that it's the best defense, ace teamer. I think Clemson still was a better defense than Florida State faced. The but best coached. Best coached, most disciplined, and the best test. Because, again, when, when you look at this tomorrow and you see the snap counts, we were all over the place. Casey Roddick came out of this game early because his helmet came off. But then, you know, Demetri Emanuel stayed there for the rest of that drive at left guard with Keandre Jones at right. The tackle shuffle was completely on. You know, they were hoping that Darius Washington would be available tonight. They didn't think he'd be playing left tackle for the most of the night. It's just a very, very strange evening. Bless Harris began the night at left tackle. There's there's all kinds of shuffling going on. And Duke's defensive line has a ton of depth, too. They're undersized, but they've got a ton of depth, Gene. And that's where I think that's a great post. Florida State was tested to the hilt tonight. They wore Duke down. By the end of the game, they had caved, both emotionally because Leonard got hurt, but then physically because we had the ball for a whole lot of this game. You saw it the first 14 minutes. I think we had 11. 11 minutes of possession in that first quarter. So this is, you, you learn something about yourself on a night like tonight, Gene. This was a good test. Syracuse and, and Virginia Tech did not provide a test like Duke did tonight, where you can learn something about yourself. No, and I knew going in with Elko, and I've seen them when they played Notre Dame, and they played Clemson. Obviously, they won the Clemson game. They could have very, I mean, Notre Dame was a coin flip. They could have definitely won that game, too. I mean, this is a really, this is a good team, and it's, it's weird. It's hard for me to conceptualize because I see that Duke on the helmets. It's a basketball school. It's a team Florida State's never lost to. It almost seemed like in the first half, our players and coaches were kind of thinking that too. They're like, well, this this is Duke. This isn't really, this isn't fraudulent. No, they're a good team. Are they an elite team? No. But I think this is a legit top 20 team. There's no doubt about it. They're a very good team. And who knows the way things play out, Tom? You could still, the way all the crap's happened in the ACC the last couple of weeks, you could end up playing Duke again. It yeah. wouldn't sh- at the end of the year with Carolina going down, with Louisville losing. I mean, it's a free-for-all who that number two. Heck, it could be Miami. You never yeah. know. You know. Yeah, Clemson got eliminated tonight. You know, that's their third that's loss. That's crazy that they're already out of it. Three conference losses for Clemson. Wow. Holy smokes. I look forward to Dabo's press conferences. That should really. <laughs> I'm great. guessing that, Mike. Why don't you promo what you guys do, the uh, coaches uh, show there. You yep. Do. That's actually so. That's a project for the Seminole Headlines guys, and then Director Ben behind the scenes. Uh, he drives that procedure uh, as they go from coach to coach. It's I'm, co- I'm, I'm guessing Dabo's post game might make it, or some of his press conferences this week. Nobody loves a Schadenfreude post game <laughs> press conference more than our own managing editor Irish O'Fell. Nobody on this earth loves losing head coach press conferences more than Irish O'Fell. That gets released, folks, Thursday nights, roughly around seven o'clock every Thursday night. It's a, it's a show here that's uh, recorded and uh, presented to you. Uh, they've got their own sponsorship and all that kind of information. Uh, but Director Ben, behind the scenes, puts it all together for the Seminole Headlines, Great guys. Enough. 
And it's like Mystery Science Theater 3000 meets, you know, press conference uh, videos. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it, the director Ben puts a note that you can bet yep. Dabo will be included. Ben, ben is going to be siphing through all of Dabo's quotes this week. So that's Thursday night, 7 o'clock on Warchan TV. Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and you'll be alerted when things like this appear in the queue. We've got a lot of people to thank. Gene, we're hanging out for a little while. There's 1,600 plus. Wow, and there's been strong. I mean, it, it, you guys aren't leaving. You want to enjoy this win yep. and talk about it. This is solid. Zeno, thank you very much, Zeno. I'm still going to uh, – your question for tomorrow, he had a question for D-Rob in the pregame show, Gene, so I'm, I'm going to move that to the smash when yeah. Dominic appears, and it was about Jordan and his development. Bell carried the offense all the way to the victory. If I had a dollar for every missed holding call, I could retire. <laughs> Fair enough. I Thank agree, you. Zeno. Good Thank post. you very much, Zeno. Next up, who do we have? Director Ben. Next up is Henry. Thank you, Henry. When JT runs, it opens up the offense. Yep. That's Nothing the theme tonight. That. It's finally. Isn't that finally dot, dot, dot? It's got that yeah. kind of energy tonight, doesn't it, Gene? Yep. The, uh, the offense is literally when he's doing that, at what he can do. I kind of forgot how elusive he was. A couple of us, we juked and make guys miss. Like, oh, it's been so long, I forgot he could do that. And then he's got the top-end speed when he releases it, too. Yep. I, I will say, when he is running at full speed, I don't think there's a better offense in college football. Also, just me, you know, maybe I'm reading too much into this. It looked like he was having more fun. He did, yeah. yeah. It looked like his he he was smiling. He looked like he was having a lot more fun. So Jordan, I want you to have fun every <laughs> week. I want you to have as much fun as you possibly yeah. can. You're almost done with your career. This is almost over. So have a lot of fun over these next five regular season games. Uh, it was an emotional roller coaster, says Florida man in Texas. But the good guys pulled out the win. Bottoms up, boys. Cheers to you, Florida man in Texas. Know. Thank you, Florida man in Texas. I, I can't make another one of these uh, in the three-minute breaks that we have, so I've got to really save. Well, if I finish this bottle, it might be a little late for the uh, the PFF grades tomorrow. There you we go. There's nothing wrong with that. I apologize in advance. Nicholas Kylan, I see what you did there with the contribution. Thank you very much for that amount. Nice. Hand these announcers a spawner wrench <laughs> <laughs> because they look like tools. Very well done, Nicholas. Uh, way to bring it. Nicholas bring it. Is, yeah, that's strong. Very kind of you. Thank you for the contribution. Good call on the game being erased to 24 points, Tom. That was the magic number. Well, thank you, Yuck Mouth. Sometimes uh, blind yeah. squirrels, you know, blind squirrels and such. But thank you very much for the contribution. You're always a consistent contributor thank you seven dollars i see that for the seven and oh for florida state yep. very well true nonsense new smyrna beach checking in loved how uh, well it must be a nice breeze on the beach tonight new uh new smyrna loved how we finished the game and how jordan travis was using his legs defense was strong in the second half that were, that's right they don't give spike baseballs for a uh, a half shutout you know but gene 21 to nothing that was the margin and the defense played a big part in that so thank can we you get trey jones for a half of a shot maybe he was spike golf ball can we do that <laughs> trey would get involved with that yeah how are you doing he's got a lot of school spirit does uh, coach trey jones hope he's doing well dane says i think it's important to note the improvement of ryan fitzgerald yes great dane that is fantastic and i think what is he eight perfect eight no Eight and eight, eight for eight so far this season. Is We're that knocking the on stats? wood. Gene, is that is that a wood locker behind you? Just, just there we go. There All we right, go. we heard it. We heard. I it. mean, Fitz Magic has been magic this season. That's a. I'm glad that because we just forget. It's just automatic. He's automatic now. So yeah, thank you. Great yeah. job, Fitz. That, that kick he made was not nothing. You know, in that moment of the game, oh, yeah. it's another one. We're like, all right, man. A lot of things went wrong for us in this half. Don't yeah, last add. year we'd be sweating that out. It's a fifty-fifty coin flip last year. 
Good for him. As good for him. Thirty-eight to ten. I see what you were doing here, mm-hmm. FSU fan nights. The true score of this game, <laughs> based on Duke's offensive performance, especially if Mike Norvell elected to punt. Go Knowles. Coach Fuller keeps stepping up on defense. I love watching Jordan run. Yes. Seven and zero. Oh. Thank you very much, FSU fan nineteen ninety three. We appreciate the contribution. A couple more. Uh, Steven Zakai. Total trust in this coaching staff. Game is always in reach, and there is always a different way to win. They find a way. Yeah, you know, uh, Gene, my hockey team a couple of years ago, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they won the Cup, their head coach called them the Tampa Bay Findaways because you know, they just find different ways to, to come out ahead when, when the clock hits triple zeros. Florida State has been like that this year. Even though we've got a lot more talent than some of these opponents, we find weird ways to win, but a lot of times, most times, Gene, in the fourth quarter, you just kind of sit back and say, well, that was a ride, but now I'm not sweating out the final couple of minutes at all. So it's just strange, strange season. Yeah, I'm starting to think, why, why am I getting so upset in the first half of some of these games? Just like, you know what? They're going to find a way. They're going to answer. That's what they do. Yep. There it Kim, great to see you and your wife yesterday at Corner Pocket. Thank you very much for stopping by the meet and greet. We shouldn't have to dig a, out of a hole like that. I love you boys. Well, we love you too, Kim. Thank you Thank very you, much. Kim. Yeah, you don't. I mean, you don't have to start slow. They did better against Syracuse. They did better against Virginia Tech, but tonight was like one of those. Uh, Tom Hayden, thank you very much, Tom. This will be the last one, and we'll deviate uh, from calls. Tom Hayden is a longtime supporter of the JCS, so thank you, Tom. I could tell by his first line. Oh, yeah. I didn't even read it yet. I didn't even. The triple platinum Bohica is still on the table. It's <laughs> in a row, but hopefully we leave this wine and cheese conference before we get the chance. Well said. Couldn't think of a better way to say it. I agree, Tom. Thank you very, very much. Before we go back to the phone lines, would you like to go to Ireland to watch Florida State and Georgia Tech? Would you like to go to Ireland? Well, you can. Here's how you can. Enter to win a trip for two to Ireland. As I understand this, Gene, I believe it's three nights overseas. Yep. Uh, you get everything you need to get. You know, you're talking about the arrangements for the flight, the, the tickets to the two tickets to the game. Three nights in Dublin from our friends at the Aer Lingus College Football Classic. Uh, Seminoles to Ireland.com slash win is how you do it. Director Ben is putting that link in the chat. If it's not there, there it is. So you can see it in the chat on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, just click on that link. Enter at Seminoles to Ireland.com slash win for a chance to win free trip and tickets to Florida State and Georgia Tech and Dublin, Ireland. Thanks to our friends at Seminoles to Ireland.com. They are fantastic folks. We cannot wait to hang out with them, and hopefully one of you out there in Dublin next August. And Tom will buy you unlimited Guinness. Uh, okay. <laughs> Why not? Why not? After, you know what, Gene? I know that we've all negotiated national championship bonuses here at Warshant.com, so with that money, no, no problem at all. Yeah, there we go. Awesome. All right, callers, hang in there for just a minute. Chris, I know you've been waiting for 20 we minutes. We really have to let this guy on. We, we have to. Yes, yeah, we right. have to let somebody jump to the front of the line. And the backdrop he has is the most beautiful in all of college sports. It's Irish Rafael, the managing editor of Warchant.com, with somebody crouching in the background. There, oh, now he's leaving. Uh, he is on Bobby Bowden Field as we speak right now, documenting a seven and zero start for Florida State. Ira, how's it going? A lot better than it was about two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, roller coaster of emotions from uh, the den. Roller coaster emotions from wherever people are watching the games in the press box or in the stands. How did you experience the 60 minutes? Yeah, you know, I thought I, I was impressed. I mean, for the most part, I was not impressed by a couple of decisions by the head coach early in that game. 
did not love the fourth uh, down call at his own 36. But, um, man, give you know, got to give these guys a ton of credit. Man, they really battled. This was a good – Duke, I think – Duke was a better than I thought they were defensively. I, I wondered if Duke was for real defensively. I thought maybe they got – uh, some of those stats were based on who they were playing. They did not play a lot of good offenses, uh, but they were physical, man. They played well. I don't think Florida State played great offensively. I think they could have played better, but you got to give Duke some credit for that. I mean, at some point, you have to admit they've got a good defense. They've got a lot of veterans. Uh, I also thought their offensive line was very physical. Um, I was impressed by the physicality of their offensive line. Uh, Braden Fisk after the game was the most physical, probably the most physical offensive line they faced this year. And look, man, they played LSU. They played Clemson. I think that says a lot. Boston College always has a good offensive line, so I think that says a lot. Um, but, man, they just battled and battled, and so many guys stepped up. They get the kick return, and defense is, has a shutout in the second half, and Jordan starts running the ball. So it was, it, to me it was cool that they kind of leaned on all of their different weapons to get this win. Well, I want to ask you about that. You brought up Jordan running the ball, and it's just like that. It's interesting. If you look at the chat here we had or on the War Chant Tribal Council, why won't Jordan run the football and then, like, the flip switches, and he's running like crazy. And all of a sudden, that offense is the offense we thought it could be. It was completely unstoppable, and Jordan started running. They had absolutely no answer for that. So did did Mike Norvell talk about that a little bit, about why suddenly Jordan was unleashed? Yeah, he, he did say that it was talked about during the week. They knew that because of the, how good Duke's defense is and how sound they are. You know, you, you're not going to get a lot of uh, open running lanes. They're very gap sound. He felt like this was a game where they were probably going to need Jordan to run some. He said he talked to Jordan during the week about it, and Jordan was on board with it. I still think part of the reason Jordan hasn't been running, it hasn't been part of the game plan, because I felt like they felt like they could win those games without that. The fact that they talked this week about making a point to have that in the offense says that they thought they were going to need it. And sure enough, they did, because the defense got that fourth down stop uh, late in the third quarter down at the four-yard line. And then they put together a 14-play, 96-yard drive, and 40 of those yards came on Jordan runs, four carries for 40 yards, including the touchdown run. And uh, and they weren't all, like, wide-open runs. I mean, two or three of those were real hard, physical, crowded runs. And uh, it does. It, it definitely changes the offense. Again, I think they'd like to only do it when they need to do it. And uh, maybe, maybe if they can get their traditional running game going in some of these next few games, maybe they won't need to. But they, they couldn't really run it tonight that way. A lot of individual players to look at tonight besides Jordan, who we just talked about. But a guy that stood out to me, Ira, was Jaheim Bell. And the physicality, the attitude uh, that he brought there, it seems like an element this team really needed in a tough game like this against a team that was really bringing it. Yeah, he talked about that after the game. And he said, you know, people should go watch the interviews. We actually got like, I think like seven or eight guys tonight for interviews. So there's a lot of interviews mm-hmm. over uh, on the YouTube channel. Uh, check it out. But um Jaheim said that, you know, he when he got here and he realized how hard this team worked and how physical and tough-minded they are, he knew he was in the right place. Uh, he didn't say that his previous school wasn't that way, but, <laughs> but he did say he knew he was with the right place with the right, right guys. And, and that was kind of a common theme from a lot of the guys tonight. Shaheem Brown talked about how they have a mantra about January to January and something they talked about all offseason, that the work they put in last January was going to pay off next January. Well, if they're still playing next January – we know that they're playing in some huge football games. So, um, you know, yeah, I think that toughness is something that they're really proud of. And I think, you know, it's also emblematic. Uh, you know, like you said, Jaheim was a huge part of it on offense, but also defensively uh, to get a shutout in the second half was pretty impressive. I got to ask you about, they get the pick six 
and the feeling in Doak. And then, again, it reminded me a couple of weeks ago with Trey Benson when he had that long run to answer. And Deuce, as Chris Fowler calls him, Deuce Spawn, um, had the 98-yard kick return. I guess, the what did that do for the team? What was Doak Campbell like on that moment? It was enormous. And, you know, uh, Mike Norvell said they let uh, Deuce Fan break the rock mm-hmm. after the game because that was basically the play of the game. I mean, it's you might look back if this season goes as well as they hope it goes. I mean, people we may look back as that is that being as important a play as any other this season because, um, you know, the offense wasn't doing anything. You just gave them – I mean, basically you'd given them all of their points in the first uh, the first quarter, That's those 17 points. And the offense had just scored to make it 17-7. Uh, or excuse me, to cut to 10-7, and then they give up the the uh, the pick six. And then Deuce comes right back with that kickoff return. The crowd went nuts. The crowd was awesome tonight. I mean, it was uh, – one. Of, Fabian Lovett said he thought it was similar to Florida last year. He thought the Florida game last year was similar. I'm not so sure. I thought this crowd was was one of the all-time – you know, it was, it, was a, it was a throwback kind of crowd. They were into it from, the, from before the game to the end of the game. And, uh, yeah, they definitely erupted. And the whole team did, man. It was a huge spark. Um, I think for the whole team. And then, uh, you know, again, they, they, they went into halftime still kind of not taking over the game, but, you know, they got stopped to start the second half and, uh, you know, really just kind of went from there. Last thing I want to ask you about, Ira, is you mentioned the stop is the defense. Because if you obviously you throw out the pick six, the fourth down, which we all agree, that's been an overriding theme of our chatters and people calling in very upset about that going for it on fourth down on your 35 yard line. So effectively, the defense, even though they had a hard time stopping Duke's run, especially in the first half, they only gave up really ten points in the game, and they shut them out again in the second half. I mean, that I mean that's something you can hang your hat on. That's impressive that this defense, even though it gets off to slow starts, it adjusts and it shuts teams down. Yeah, and I still don't. You know, at halftime, it sounded like they were the defense wasn't happy with the way they were playing. They weren't at fault by any stretch, and that's what's again. I think what's cool about this team right now. And, you know, as we sit here at 7-0, and I think you can really focus on this, is that you didn't see any finger pointing. The defense got put in some terrible situations. The offense, as you said, they had, Duke had 20 points at halftime, but only half of it was against the defense. But the, at halftime, uh, Braden Fist said that Fabian Lovett stood up to all the def- other defensive players and like was like, this isn't us. This can't happen. We cannot give up another point in the second half. This is over. And – Sure enough, that's what they did in the second half. Like so, the Tim Tebow speech, right? <laughs> probably, probably very similar. <laughs> uh, and uh, but you know, again, like you could see a lot of teams. If you watch college football around the country, a lot of teams that we've seen FSU teams in the past in those moments, you know, you'll see point finger pointing or sulking or that kind of thing. It's pretty cool that the defense stood up and tried to take ownership of the game, even though they weren't to blame for what was going on. All right, I've got one for Ira, and then uh, after you answer this question, Ira, feel free to plug away whatever uh, is coming up on Warchant.com, and uh, and then I'm sure your arms need to rest because you, you've been holding that phone. <laughs> I was going to ask about the atmosphere, so since you already talked about that, just noting from watching on television, you know, Darius Washington was considered to be a game-time decision. I think he played – I'm not sure yet, but it looked like he played the most snaps at left tackle of anybody tonight. He might have a humongous offensive line shuffle going on throughout the night. Yeah. Bodies everywhere. Casey Rada comes off for a helmet. You see Dimitri slide over there. Comes Keandre. The tackles were in and out. What did you see? Did any of it appear to be injury-based? Coach's decision? Just, I know it's a little bit of speculation on your part. Maybe Mike Norbell said something, but your vantage point in the press box, what did you see tonight out of the offensive line shuffling? 
I didn't see any major injuries. Uh, I was surprised that Darius played played as much as he did and played so much at left tackle. Yeah. Um, so that caught my attention. Um, but I don't I don't think I saw anybody like necessarily get injured. I seem like some of the normal rotation stuff they do, and then also um, maybe some performance based decisions. You know, there were they were not playing well. I mean, when they were trying to run the ball with Trey Benson, they were not very effective. Um, you know, I, I, they weren't pass protection wasn't great. So I don't know if some of it was coaches' decisions trying to find the best group um, or if it was, you know, again, more of the normal rotation. I didn't see anybody specifically get injured. Um, now, Jordan did say that late in the game, on the, before their last drive, Maurice uh, Smith was actually really struggling. He was kind of kneeling on the ground. Mm. Sounds like he maybe was battling a knee or something, according to Jordan. And uh, Jordan said he went over to him. He said, look, man, we need one more score. We need one more score. And Maurice got up and they went down and, drove and punched it in and uh you know again but but we'll have to see what they look like going forward this week i think the injuries are going to be something to really watch this week because johnny wilson left the game again with an injury uh you know that situation with maurice lundy got hurt late in the game i think tatum bethune got shaken up late in the game uh you had you know again this team was pretty healthy coming into this game uh, and now you've suffered some more setbacks as you get ready to go on the road against wake who's not probably the wake team we've seen in the last few years but they got to win today, and it'll be it's 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 always a place where Florida State has a tough time winning. All right, what's coming up on the site? And I know you're hosting with Aslan and and Dominic Robinson should be stopping by tomorrow night on Sunday Smash, Mister Schofield. Yeah, looking forward to Corey's column is going to be up a little later tonight. He had uh, he had already pretty much written a column in the first half. I think mostly <laughs> mostly ripping the head coach, um, but he ended up uh, changing gears, and so it's. Uh, it's going to be a uh, different column. But anyway, that'll be up soon. He's still uh, got to finish that. Um, well, plenty of coverage. I mean, the interviews tonight were outstanding. Jordan Travis, some of the stuff Jordan talked about, Mike Norvell talked about, was really insightful about Jordan. Um, they actually had a meet. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet or heard about it. But, you know, last Sunday, you know, last Saturday when they when they played Syracuse in that game and Jordan Travis was getting frustrated at times, uh, Mike Norvell actually had a meeting with Jordan last Sunday where they, they talked about why are you – Basically, it sounded like Norvell said to him, why aren't you having fun anymore? Like, is this, why are you not having fun during games? And, and I think Jordan felt like basically it was, he was putting too much pressure on himself. He was doing, putting too much pressure on them to have this huge season. And so that was really a goal this week was to start having fun again. And I think that also was part of running the ball. And anyway, so there's a good story there. Obviously, Deuce Span's a great story. We've got plenty of coverage coming to the site. We, like I said, we talked to at least seven or eight guys. Uh, so we have, Plenty of stories coming tonight and in the morning. And also, uh, the football team got a commitment from a 2025 linebacker, Ethan Pritchett, I guess. And um, Michael and Matt will have coverage on that, plus all the other recruits who are here. Outstanding. Well, Ira, reporting from Bobby Bowden Field, a 7-0 field at that. Thank you very much. And uh, enjoy the uh, writing and the editing that's coming up in the near future. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks, Ira. Have a good night. Uh, uh, Irish Ophel kicking ass as always for warchant.com. Remember, it's a dollar for two months. A dollar for two months. It's just for you YouTubers out there. Go to warchant.com. There's a green button on the upper right hand corner that says sign up or join. You click that. Use the code at checkout FSU and the number one. FSU and the number one. It's a dollar for two months. Thank you very much. Gene, anything stand out to you from Irish comments there? A lot of stuff, man. I mean, that's the thing about Five Star Sofell. He comes up with so much insight. I mean, the, the conversation Jordan had, what uh, what Fabian Lovett did at halftime, stepping up, making that speech. You know, Maury Smith being banged up and fighting through it to get, make sure they got the win. 
a lot of insight there. We didn't talk about two. It's not, it's not, but when he fumbled in the first half and how about Maury Smith being Johnny on the spot and getting yeah. that fumble yeah. too. I mean, we don't talk about stuff like that, but how big that would have been if he wouldn't have made that recovery. Boy. Also, you know, Jordan going to the ground, unlike Jeff Sims or uh, some other guys who did refuse to go to the ground when they fumbled the ball. Remember that the Nebraska yeah. game earlier this year, it's like Jordan went down, he got his hand on it. It batted it in the direction of alert. Yeah, alert goodness. Maury Smith. A lot of unsung heroes in that game, but yeah, I think, I mean, Jordan, boy, I were just bringing the knowledge and look forward to his column and Corey's column. I will have his three, two, one up. And like you said, having, having Dominic Robinson come on the Sunday smash tomorrow night and give some insight. Some of you people want to know more of the technical things, why Jordan did this or this and that you will be in a good, you'll be in good hands to get those questions. answered. Yeah, it's outstanding. Yeah. 50 cents per month. There you go. Kayvon. That's right. You know, two bucks. Can to... we stop talking about that deal, Tom? I, 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 know it's, <laughs> I can't be giving people two months for a buck. Yeah, well, I got to pay all you guys. You know, I mean, I, I can't know. afford that. You're the boss, man, but we're we gotta, doing We got to shut that deal down soon. We're doing it, damn it. Uh, all right, so we're going to go to one. There are four callers left in the queue. You are the final four callers of tonight's show. We appreciate you. Uh, unfortunately, no more callers except for those of you that are on hold. Chris, yep. Eric, 100 Proof. That's right, 100 Proof. Oh, right, 100 Proof. Yes. And my man Wilson from Amarillo, Texas. Uh, those are the four. If you're on hold right now, we're going to go to Chris before we go to our final break because Chris has been waiting patiently for a half an hour which is about the same amount of time it took for Florida State to go on a 16-play, a 94-yard drive (laughs) because of all the commercial breaks in college football these days. But we appreciate Chris's patience, so we will reward it before we go to break. Chris in Sarasota, welcome to the program. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm obviously like a lot, first-time caller, long-time listener. Glad that you and D-Rob are back doing your film breakdown. It's phenomenal to get the insight, but the reason I really wanted to call was I just want, I'm sure everybody knows how blessed we are with Coach Norvell. If anybody heard, he was mic'd up before the game started. And he walked up to Deuce Span and said, listen, when you catch the ball, put it in your left hand, use your right arm to stiff arm, you see the cut, trust it and go. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, it was they actually broke it down after the touchdown. They went ahead and, and they had, had everybody listen to it again. But I just think, you know, we have a coach that, you know, preaches technique and just trust, 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 trust. And um, I, like you guys said, I thought that was, you know, the game changing play. Um, but just to hear him speak it into Deuce Span, obviously not Spawn, Deuce Span's <laughs> mind to say, listen, just trust it and go. And we all know once he's in the space, no one's going to catch him. Um, I think we're blessed to have him around a lot. You know, we're going to have him around for a long time. And also I wanted to just kind of say, people are saying, why don't we blitz more? I don't know what some people that are saying that what a blitz is, but I do know actually watching you and D-Rob and some other things, we blitz or have yeah. something in every single defensive call just about. So yeah. that's all I kind of wanted to say. I'm a diehard Noel fan since 82 um love you guys the show and thanks for having me on and listen the way i was down to basketball through a minefield just to get on this show and talk so i appreciate it <laughs> well thank you i'm glad you didn't have to do anything so dangerous all you had to do was uh, use the phone number but chris in sarasota we hope we hear from you again thank you very much for the call that was a great moment and that's a good job we, yeah. we bash uh the broadcast crews every week it feels like but gene whoever was producing that knew hey wait a minute mike said something to, to do spin yeah. and warm-ups let's go let's go get that audio because that really did elevate the moment and make it even more special to show you how 
sometimes details, even in pregame warmup, might make the difference. And uh, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that because I was about to say the same thing. We are very critical of ESPN and ABC and some of the stuff they do, but they nailed that one. That was great that they mic'd up, mic'd up Mike and uh, caught that moment and how prophetic that was that he was able to do that. And it just shows, again, you know, there are some things we're not going to agree with with Mike Norvell, some, especially the fourth down calls, but 99% of all the other stuff he does, he knows what he's doing. He's very good at it, and uh, you can see the results, FSU 7-0. And uh, just on an incredible run right now. So, yeah, great job. We uh, we told you, folks, it's a dollar for two months to join Warchant.com. I did it again, Gene. Stop uh, it. Here's a way that you can even make that dollar back and then some immediately. 20% off all oh, yeah. hoodies and crews Woo. this Thursday. Garnetandgold.com. Garnet and Gold, the, sh- the stores, if you live in Tallahassee, for Warchant subscribers only. 20% off all hoodies and all crews. It pays to be a member of warchant.com. We will always talk first about what it is that we do on the website side. Managing editor, uh, editor Iris Chauffel puts together outstanding content plans every week for you. You know, Corey Clark's column is going up on the website here very shortly. Gene Williams has a Sunday feature with Pro Football Focus. Ira has the 3 2 1. We document this team head to toe. We document Florida State recruiting head to toe. But if you're a member of Warchant.com, you also save on top of it. 10% off of, uh, off of every single purchase all year long at Garnet and Gold, GarnetandGold.com. But we also do, once a month, a special sale. 20% off as the weather's cooling down. All hoodies and crews for Warchant.com subscribers only. It's a buck to join, and then you'll save a ton of bucks the moment you do on Thursday. That's our special from our friends at GarnetandGold.com. All right. We're going to take one final break. We're going to talk to the remaining callers. Have We have final thoughts and many more contributions to the program that we need to shout out and thank people for, too. It is a packed house right now. 1,400-plus of you watching the War Chant Game Day postgame call show powered by, brewed up by DeLuna Coffee. Hit the like button. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The finest football program in the state and rolling into 2023 with a Heisman contender. Stay connected with everything Florida State over at the ultimate seminal sports source, Warchant.com. Expert insight from five-star Irish Chauffel, the wit and perspective of FSU Encyclopedia Corey Clark, the latest on FSU recruiting with entrenched reporter Michael Langston, and the most active community of FSU fans anywhere. Warchant.com is part of the On3 network with a national team of reporters and resources that have created industry-leading consensus recruiting ratings, transfer portal rankings, and NIL analytics. Head over to Warchant.com to take advantage of this offer as FSU has into a 2023 season with sky-high expectations. There's fun to be had every night at the Corner Pocket. Take home prizes on Trivia Tuesdays and Beer Bingo Thursdays. And kickstart your weekend with Martini Fridays. Plus, happy hour runs every weekday and game day specials every time the Knolls take the field. Watch all the best games at the Corner Pocket's Vegas Wall featuring 560 inches of flat screen TV heaven. Oh, really? The best food, the best drinks, and the best place to watch all the games. Tallahassee loves the Corner Pocket. This is all the benefits of uh, being a War Chant subscriber, right? If you're watching right now, you can look along with me. You'll see Garnet and Gold 10% off special War Chant Days promos each month with exclusive offers for WarChant.com members, priority access, and free gear at War Chant events. That's doing some things, right? Got to do it. 
Ask War Chant, anything subscriber-only shows featuring the entire staff, a little Q&A with the entire staff, and coming soon, a new mobile app with improved functionality and less ads. That's really a good thing. Join the largest FSU fan community on the internet, everybody, at warchant.com. It's not close. Let's go. Get it on. Sign up today. A longtime supporter of Warchant.com programming and Florida State Athletics, DeLuna Coffee proudly presents you the Warchant Game Day postgame call-in show. FSU alumni owned and operated. DeLuna Coffee's Ed and Brett Lemmix have a combined 30 years of experience in the coffee industry. DeLuna Coffee's claim to fame is their Blue Angels blend, known as the first ever food or beverage item to be licensed by a military branch. A percentage of proceeds from the Blue Angels blend, Midnight Shift, and High Noon Lawman's blend go to the U.S. Navy, Morale, Welfare, and Recreation program, the Rally Foundation of Pensacola, and the Escambia County Sheriff's Foundation, respectively. For a limited time only, DeLuna Coffee's Voodoo Dark Espresso Blend is buy one, get one free. Head over to DeLunaCoffee.com to check out that deal, as well as the Warchant Pick Your Poison Bundle. From west of I-4 all the way through the Florida Panhandle, look for DeLuna Coffee in your local Publix in the Florida Locals section. You can also always head to DeLunaCoffee.com today. An answer from Matthew Wright in the chat who says, how do you get the discounts online for Garnet and Gold? Well, there's a team store section on warchant.com for members, Matthew, where you can click the Garnet and Gold page and it'll show you the code for 365 days a year. And then on the boards, we released, uh, do we do a content item for that too, Gene, or is it just the boards? Uh, yeah, usually the best way to do it is go to the tribal council. I will put it close to midnight. Uh, on Wednesday, there will be a post that will only Warchant subscribers have access to with a special code that you will use to go to garnetgold.com and get that 20% discount on hoodies. What a great time of year for that, man, because the weather is turning to get those hoodies and crews. So we'll do that for you. But yeah, whether you're on the app or whether you're on the desktop, you'll be able to see just when it says team store. If you click on that, it should say Garnet Gold discount. Didn't have enough time to whip up a new a cocktail here from uh, uh, DeLuna Coffee. So instead, we had a little bit left in a wine bottle. I oh. On a night that Duke and North Carolina both lose, why not have a little bit of a wine and cheese? Where's the cheese, Tom? Yep. So uh, 100 proof, if you're still out there, you can call back. You're allowed to call back. We, he dropped. It might have been yeah. because of the weight. But uh, we love you, 100 proof. So if you're out there, you can still call back and get on. If you went to bed, we don't blame you. We now go to Mr. Eric Angel in Tallahassee for the 23rd time on Warchant TV. He has waited patiently. Eric, what's going on? Welcome to the program. Seven and <laughs> Hey, Tom. How about that, Eric? Seven Seven and What you got, Eric? Uh, did, did you go to the game? Mike Norvell. Yeah, I did. Mike Norvell, man, he needs to chill out with his gambling, man. We're not going to make the playoffs if he keeps pulling this crap. He's driving me nuts. I had to leave my section. I had to go up to the club level. I was so mad. <laughs> wait a minute. You were mad, so you went to the club level. I, wait, we got to get that explanation. Tell us more here. So you have an option in every game to just wander between the stands and, and the Champions Club. Yeah, I was so mad. I, I was like, man, I'm going up to the Champion Club. I told somebody, I was like, I need to go there. I, I, I got some 
friends in there. I was like, I gotta go in. I was like, hey, this is crazy. <laughs> I guess they had the better drinks up there. That I can understand because Mike Nervell does drive yeah. better drinks sometimes. Yeah, man, but yeah, it was. I mean, it was a great game, great atmosphere. The fans were electric. I mean, it was like you know, Jordan did phenomenal. Keon is Keon. I saw a sign that said Keon County, which was pretty clever. That of Leon County, Tallahassee, but that was pretty cool. But yeah, it was. I mean, you know, we go up to what is that, Snuggy Hill. I think yep. we're going to beat Wake Forest, guys, by like six touchdowns. It, it ain't going to be close. So there you go. But yeah, uh, party on, party on. There, there we go. All right. Go Great call. See, Eric, look forward to seeing it at Corner Pocket, buddy. I, I was waiting for it, Gene. I mean, Eric is going to be there tomorrow cheering on his Bengals. I know that. But I, I love I love when I'm so mad that the team is doing silly stuff, I'm going to go up to the Champions Club. Just for giggles. He's got two tickets to every game. <laughs> <laughs> Good for well, you. Eric knows people. I just think Eric knows people. He can do whatever he wants. There were a lot of holding calls. I'm surprised that did not get brought up, but uh, – uh, we're all in a good mood here on the War Champ Post Game Show. So I think uh, he let Flanagan slide for one night. So uh, thank you very much, Mr. Eric Angel. We now go to Amarillo, Texas, and we talk to Wilson. I won't say your last name, but it's, you share a last name with my favorite hockey player ever. So, Wilson, welcome to the proceedings. How are you this evening, good sir? Oh, brother, it's Trusty Tom and Mean Gene. How are you guys feeling this, this evening? We're rooting and tooting, my we man. We are feeling it, Willie. <laughs> Wait, well, hey, so I have two questions that'll be really concise. The first one is how do we grade the overall performance this time? And then I think a great question to wrap up with is with Clemson losing to Miami, Miami losing to Georgia Tech, Virginia beating UNC. Is there a world where our conference kind of devalues itself when it comes to playoff time? And if we keep if we just keep winning out, do you think it'll be enough? Mm. Two good questions. Thank you very much. Great questions. And we look forward to talking to you again. Last time we talked to you was in November last year. Don't be gone for a year now. Let's talk again before the season's over. Uh, we'll start with the second one first. Gene, it's amazing how everybody talks about how the SEC is just so good at being yourself, yeah. and that is a credit to the SEC's depth. I think people are trying to do that with the Pac-12 this year a little bit. Uh, they're making those arguments because Washington and Oregon and USC were so ranked, uh, ranked so high for so long. Well, USC just lost again tonight to Utah, and Utah was starting a backup quarterback. So let's tamp down the enthusiasm for the Pac-12 a little bit. For the ACC, though, Gene, it seems like it is to the detriment of the ACC anytime there's an upset within the conference. Uh, so what say you about this issue? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great observation there. Um, there seems to be a bloodbath in this conference. Everybody beating everybody except for Florida State continue to run the table. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to help Florida State. I mean, there's this ultimate question is these teams keep losing. When Florida State loses again, or when an ACC team loses to another, I mean, Clemson, the fact that they were completely now, – now they've lost again, but they were completely pushed out of the polls so quickly was kind of a little shocking to me that that happened. But it doesn't happen to the SEC. I mean, Alabama keeps – moving up, even though they're very unimpressive every single week. But, no, that's a great point. Florida State's going to have a hard time. You know, I think, as I said earlier, they run the table, FSU's in. I, it would be bizarre if all the other teams won and they weren't in. But it doesn't help the cause that the ACC teams keep beating each other. I thought Carolina – the I, Tom, what I was thinking, at the end of the day, you're going to play Carolina in the ACC championship. Maybe they're undefeated. Maybe they have one loss. Yeah. 
still could happen, but that loss was so bad yep. that they had in Virginia that I don't know how much that would even help you if they ended up being the team at this point. I thought they are going to get that boost. I don't see something on the schedule that really boosts up Florida State to go, oh, there's another quality win. Even though I think, you know, you look how Miami's playing, you know, playing Florida down in the swamp, how difficult that's going to be. I don't know how much credit the national media and the people voting who make the picks for the college football players are going to give you credit for that. No, I, I don't. I don't know that you're going to get it. You know, uh, all off season long, I just harped on if you can go four and zero to start the season, you got to get out of jail free card, and then it's just worthless. That, that card is worthless because well, they said on the show today. The, granted, they did say that is worth something. I mean, they made that point specifically that LSU win is impressive. You need to keep hoping LSU wins as many games as they can. It's it, it, the LSU Alabama game in a way is humongous. Oh, if they can yeah. knock off Alabama, then I think. It'd yep. be real hard to say FSU can't get in. Because Clemson losing tonight to a backup quarterback is uh, bad news for that part of yep. the argument. So um, thanks a lot, Dabo. But you know what, Dabo? Why don't you self-implode and then just release all those players uh, out to the wild in the transfer portal, and I'm sure we could make you use got of places them. for a few of them. A few of those guys. Is, does Shipley have a few more years of eligibility? <laughs> it feels like he's he been should. there since uh, James beat them in 13. <laughs> I think he was there that night. Uh, to the 1,100 plus of you that are sticking with us, so uh, right now on the War Chant Game Day post game call and show, War Chant 25 is the promo code at DeLunaCoffee.com. You don't have to put the, the thing up, Ben. Bo goes on the voodoo. Bo goes on the voodoo blend. There is a pick your poison uh, bundle at DeLunaCoffee.com, and then use the code War Chant 25 for 25 percent off all other orders, or pick up some DeLuna tomorrow morning in your local Publix. West of I four all the way through the western part of the Florida panhandle. So that's delunacoffee.com for more information. We have many more people to thank because you are all so friggin' generous, and we are grateful for your support at WarChant TV. So let us get to uh, who is next, and that is Robert Moore. Go Knowles. Norvell loves to show something different every game. For the most part, you really never know what they're going to do from week to week. And I love that. So he likes the craziness. He embraces the crazy, Gene. So he's going Forrest Gumps. It's a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're going to get each week, right? It is the box of chocolates approach. I love that. That That's really well put. So, Robert, thank you very much for the contribution to the program. Uh, who do we have up next? Uh, Matter Daddy. All right. What are you, a physicist? Uh, did you hear Norvell telling Deuce Span to tuck the ball? Yes, yes. And, and in fact, we had a call to that end. Uh, and hit it. They say that all the time in practice, hit it, mm-hmm. speed. And Gene, we still trot out of there in third gear an awful lot, but Deuce Span did not. He went from zero to 60 like a yeah, lightning. And, and how future, and we knew that kid coming in was how raw he was. Mm-hmm. And imagine if he gets better and better and he starts to learn how to run routes and do some other fun things. He could be a fun tool the next couple of years for this offense. No doubt. Slinger Knoll Nation, my goodness, your generosity. Uh, thank you so Ooh, much. 100 bucks. Thank you. Mike Norvell wins again. Undefeated. Hate <laughs> away. Hate away. People generally like Mike Norvell, though, Gene. You know, we yeah. felt it from the national media in 2014. The disdain for the program, for Jameis, even for Jimbo, and towards the end, too. That uh, Jimbo didn't make very many longtime friends in the media. Media likes Mike. Any chance they get to brag on Mike Norvell, they really tend to do that. Would you agree? Uh, well, that's kind of an easy. Of course, I agree, Tom. <laughs> and I will. I will disagree with one thing. You said he didn't make many friends. He made no friends. You don't find yeah. one yeah. person in the media that liked Jimbo Fisher. He just didn't. And a part of this is not only not only is a nice guy, but the open media policy. I mean, the old Nick yeah. Saban school of shut everything down. 
Mike Novell's showing you don't have to do that to be successful. And actually, it's helpful to be open to the media because they're going to treat you better. When you're good at what you do, it gives more exposure to you. It shows recruits, transfers. This is what we do in a positive light. I mean, it, it's kind of opening a lot of people's eyes. So oh, hats off to you, Mike Norvell. It's refreshing. And I wasn't talking about us, the local media. I'm saying the national media. When they have oh, a- I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm saying yeah. All, he's open to them, too. The fact that they let him to mic him up yep. tonight as they brought up is an example of that. They allow, now, A lot of coaches would say, screw that. You can't mic me up. I don't want to do that. He allows that and allows for that moment. Some transfer may say, wow, this is a really sharp coach. Look what he's doing. Help turn the game for Florida State. Maybe want to play for that guy. Little things like that add up, and Mike Norvell knows that. Thomas Laney, hope you're doing well since the days of the press box. I remember you over at Dick Hauser Stadium in the press box. Would you rather play the defense of Duke once again or the offense of North Carolina in the ACC championship game? Mm. I'll take another crack at that Duke defense. We wore them down. You have a mental edge over that defense now with what Jordan did on the ground by the end of the game, Gene. What would you say? Yeah, I agree with you, Tom, just because I like when you put – if you're going to put the game on Florida State, I want the offense to be in control. I don't care who the defense is. If that the offense is clicking for Florida State, there's not a defense in college football that can stop it. When Jordan is running, when you're healthy, that offensive line, and you got Johnny, you got Keon, you got Jaheim, you got – Lawrence Toafili, Benson running. It, when that's clicking, I will take on anybody in that thing. I don't know about a sh- if you got in a shootout with Drake May, with UNC being at full speed. I don't know if I want to do that. I would rather be the other way. Agreed. Pit Bucks 21 says, great win. Looking forward. Is Warchant doing anything for the pit game? I don't know that we have anything up there for that particular one. Uh, Charlotte, though, if uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Again, we're pretty much a lot for Charlotte unless something crazy happens. I'm sure we'll do something for Charlotte, and then hopefully for a playoff game. I mean, as well, Ooh. I think that would be in the cards. And oh man, New Orleans again. It, it could. We got to find a better venue in New Orleans if that happens. Let's get a Winnebago and all go out to Pasadena together. Maybe we need two of them. We got such a. Corey, I'm sure Corey would have to take the Winnebago because he ain't flying. <laughs> that is correct. 100 proof football. All right, so he's only adding to the legend here. Check this out, everybody. Had to bail, fellas, and get back on stage. What? Dear God, he's a performer. He's wow. a live performer of some kind. I, I'm assuming some sort of Americana band. 100 proof football. We're gonna find out more about you. <laughs> try to get through on break. Got to get back to playing. I will hit up the wildly popular Jeff Cameron show this week. Wow. Unconquered. So 100 proof loves. I want to party with that dude. Yeah. I mean, that's, can he do like a theme song for we got war chain, whether the, the post game show or something, man, he's got to come up with it. That'd be awesome. With all those dollar memberships, Gene, you could commission him and pay zero uh, Santana 20.13. Yeah. Maybe we could be doing zero Santana. A 2023 in the near future, and that will always hold a special meaning, but we appreciate your contribution. Thus concludes those of you who have uh, contributed to the program. We are very, and Jim, oops, sorry, sorry. They always sneak one in there, Jim. This is a start, not enough. Thanks again. Okay. All right. Jim wants to see more, but Florida State could not start. It is. Florida State could not possibly have done better in the win loss column through seven games, seven and oh. 13 straight victories, Gene. We're well over a calendar year since, uh, knock on wood, since one in the L column. And Florida State has scored 31 or more points in every single one of those games, the 13 in a row. So the offense has been consistent. Things are good. We're pissed off at halftime, but everything, all's well that ends well, right? Oh, absolutely. Like you said, you're 13-0, you're 7-0 this season. 
You can ask for a better thing. Remember we're back preseason go, man, if we can just get through September with just one loss, we'll all be happy. Yep. Here are seven and oh. It looks like you're close to a lock being the ACC championship. You run the table, you should be in the in the in the playoffs. I mean, who could have we could have imagined it, but I think this was the top end of our expectations. Right now they're on track for that. It's it's been a rocky ride to get there, but you're there. That is correct. And you can document all of that with us right now. You know, document for yourself. Get on the boards. Uh, tear it up with other Knowles fans who are diehard about Florida State just like you. It's the largest FSU fan community at warchant.com. It's a dollar to join for two months. You will not be disappointed. And that now, from today's point, Gene, will get you through signing day. That'll wow. get you. So a dollar will get you through signing day and everything in between. You know, and like the five- ACC championship. Five more regular season football games, two rivalry games, an ACC championship, all of those things that practices for the bowl, at least a couple or few, I would imagine, by the Mm -hmm. 22nd or 21st of December. All of that for just a dollar. Give us a shot. And if you don't like it, okay, but give us you you, you'll like it. You'll really like what we do at Warchant.com. If you're here, of course, you already kind of like us and we appreciate your support on the channel. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. It's absolutely free. Gene, I turn it over to you one more time. If there's anything I missed to promo, if not, we will sign off. But go ahead. Anything I missed, go ahead. No, other than the fact that I want to make sure people are aware, tomorrow night we will have the Sunday Smash with it's Ira and Aslan this time with D-Rob joining them for a breakdown. And then you and D-Rob later this week will have a – are we? Yes, we can say this week now. It is 1 in the morning Eastern yep. time. So you and D-Rob will have an X's and O's breakdown of the Knowles. Do we have any like hint or what we guys might be getting on in terms of the analytics or any things you might hope to touch on this week? No, I was thinking we should pivot to the defense at some point uh, because we, we've done a running game and a Jordan Travis breakdown. So I think at this point we probably need to look at something on the defense. If I had to guess, I mean, we'll see. Dominic might have thoughts on his own, but I might suggest Gene – you know, looking at uh, zone versus man and what he's seeing. Because last year, Dominic did a, a wonderful breakdown of the Wake Forest loss. You know, you like to break down wins. But how Florida State was in position so many times to make a play and didn't finish. So what he was saying is they're coached to be there. They're in the right spot. Now go finish and make the play. And it didn't feel like that when you watched the Wake Forest loss. But then you watch it through the film's eyes and through an expert's eyes, and you see it all a little bit different. Oh, Z-Fan. The official DMD of Orchan TV. Love you guys. Jordan carried us at the end. Perfect timing. The on-screen, yes, the uh, the, the screen yeah, call to Tokyo. Yeah, 7-0 and oh and still rolling. Crown of the game, Z-Chan. If you got time, put that in there. We'll post it up on uh, on the screen. Is there, it, to me, and like, and, you know, we all love football for here, Tom. Is there nothing? To me, it's just like a well-executed screenplay. It's one mm-hmm. of the most beautiful things in college football. When you time that out right and you yep. see the line crashing down and the the ball is put in the right place and the linemen are down the field blocking and it unfolds, it's just a beautiful sight. It, it's it, No matter which way you look at it too, Gene, because in the stands you can see it, everything. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, man, we got you. <laughs> but then when you're watching on television, when the camera pans, you're like, is anybody there? I don't think so. <laughs> I think I saw four guys close to the quarterback. Is anybody there? And then uh, Toa Feely finishes the job. It was another great night for him. Think about this, Gene. Maurice Smith gutted out an injury to finish the game, according to Jordan Travis. We're not giving away state secrets. Darius Washington was a game-time decision, fought through, played a ton of snaps at left tackle. Jordan Travis has seen a whole bunch here in his time. Lawrence Toa Feely has seen a lot of dysfunction. He has a big score late. I mean, just a lot of the guys who have been here for a minute 
had huge moments in this game. And that's always rewarding for guys who believe in the program that the trust goes back to them. So, uh, so many stories to document. Ira has the, the rundown. The, the Sunday uh, smash is tomorrow at 7, but the War Chant Rap. We like alliteration. The War Chant Rap. I forgot about that. Can't the War Chant Rap should be live in the next hour or so, I'd say. Uh, Aslan, our director of, uh, let's see, I, I, I don't remember all the titles. Digital Media. I'm the director of, I don't even know my own. Director of Digital Media, Aslan Hajavandi, does a great job working late into the night in a situation like this, mastering the videos, posting them all. So he'll have that on the channel along with the press conferences galore. So if we're done here in a moment, Warchant TV is not for the night. You've got yeah. hours of content coming up on Warchant TV. And do, we get, do we know if we got Elko too? I'd be curious some of his comments about going for it on fourth down down there. I know we try hmm. to get the opposing coach at some point. Hopefully we'll have that too because I want to know what he's going to say about that fourth down call, which I agree with. Yeah. I think they had to do it, but I just want to hear his thoughts on that. And- I was, yeah. That was their chance to win the game because they, they would go up 10 if you score at that point. But, yes, um, that will be a part of the channel. It may not be up this moment, but it'll be up for the some point, yeah. So, Ingvar, hey, Ingvar's back. Hope all is well in Russia, nice. my man. I haven't heard from Ingvar in a while. Yeah, what's up, man? I hope things are okay in, in your neck of the uh, of the world. Uh, we don't know. I was trying, Gene, to see if the ACC would release the kickoff time for Wake because they will do it overnight sometimes. But I'm not seeing They're going to make us sweat that thing out. What are you thinking, Tom? Man, none of the Sleep, games. Are, sleepy neuter and snuggy. None of the games that they were considering are good. So I don't even know what the. Uh, we might be in prime time on like ACC. I'm going to say eight o'clock ACC network. That's oh, eight o'clock. That's my guess. I'm trying to reverse jinx it. I'm trying to reverse jinx oh. it. No matter what time the game kicks off next week, you can expect us on War Chant we'll TV. We'll be here. We'll be here for the post game show, ten to fifteen minutes after. For Terry Clark, our intrepid screener of the calls behind the scenes. For Director Ben who does switchboarding for us in addition to a lot of stuff for the channel behind the scenes for Irish Chauffel, who was our guest. All of you who contributed to the program for Gene Williams and the battle of the mm-hmm. mid today. Uh, my name is Tom Lang, and we're so grateful that uh, more than a thousand of you are still with us on the war champ post game call show, but we must bid adieu for the night. And uh, thank you to our friends. Of course, always Ed and Brett. Tom, we almost hit two hours. You're going to start like four minutes short. But okay. You want to go another four minutes? No, we're good. <laughs> just, okay. right. I mean, two hours. I mean, this shows how faithful these fans are. You see the crazy TV. I'm very curious to see what the TV ratings will be for this. Oh, they so, should be. Uh, the game was solid. It was compelling into the second half. Yeah. I think it has to be a good number. Yeah, absolutely. But this and shows how dedicated FSU fans are. They're unbelievable. Cheers to you, A Cloud 84. Good night, FSU fan 1993. And everybody who's saying uh, much of the same. Cheers to you. A toast. To ACC Tobacco Road losers, Duke and North Carolina. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Go Knowles and uh, get some rest. The NFL starts in under yep. 12 hours. Woo! Bye. Can't wait. Good night, folks.